What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, and the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours talking plenty of Texas Longhorn football We'll give our thoughts on the latest college football playoff top 25. We've got some NFL overreactions to get into, some college basketball to get into, the latest on what's going on at Michigan, and so much more. Plus, we've got to talk poop at some point. During of course. So, yeah, Bucky's favorite subject matter. What's going on, man? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I am doing well, just sending out the uh, show promo tweet, which doesn't do much good if you don't send it out before the actual show starts, but we're Come letting on. it know on Twitter that we are, uh, we are of course, live for the next couple of hours. Well, they, they get it. They're there every morning for us, so they'll understand. Yeah, I should know. They just kind of go with the flow like we do. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day all over this wide, wide world of sports and more. Thank you so much for what you do. It is appreciated appreciated to you and your families. Thank you very much, and please be careful out there. Absolutely. And you went and played some golf yesterday. How'd that go? Uh, it was uh, it was warm. You know, when I left in the morning, it still feels cool to me. You know, we my wife leaves the sliding glass deals open in the morning when we get up. So that cool air, I mean, it was windy last night. So that cold air comes in and it hits me right smack in my relaxed the back, you know, and so I get tight real quick and then I feel real cold. So even by the time we're done, when I get up, BK, it's still cool. So I wore like long pants to play yesterday, a long sleeve shirt on the golf course. And I played at a place called Twin Creeks and it's in these valleys. And when you get down in there, it stays kind of warm. So whatever, if it was 84, it felt like 94 yesterday. And I, I was kind of lathered up a little bit. I did not wear my brain vault because I, there was no reason to grit my teeth. I was like biting my cheek because it was so warm in there. <laughs> but uh, I was I didn't I didn't play very well yesterday. I hit the ball off the tee pretty good, but my chipping I need a chipping lesson. I hate to say that because I'm generally I chip the ball pretty well, but now I'm back to the old days where I'm afraid to chip over bunkers because I think I'm going to knock it right into the bunker. I don't take, I take half swings and it's just off. I mean, I don't even go at the pins anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to knock it and have to chip it or go over a bunker. I, it's, it's confidence wise. I'm not there. I'm, I'm playing winter golf. You know, I'm not playing spring golf. I'm playing like it's the winter time, which it is really when you think about it, but now winter hadn't started yet. Winter starts on December 21st. Oh no, no. Winter starts. And I tell you, by the way, there's some possibilities of rain, no, it's going to rain on Friday. So I don't know how much it's going to rain, but we're going to get rain on Friday, mm. which means the possibility of rain on Thursday and Saturday are there. And we could use it again. It's that time. You don't think it's going to rain tomorrow? No. Okay. I know the guessers are all telling you that, but the real guy, the guy, <laughs> I am. I'm him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, as the I'm kids him, say, so. you're him. Yes, I'm him. So. Uh, uh. Thursday. No, uh, Friday. Okay. Friday's the day. I can't believe that you went and played golf in long sleeves and long pants yesterday, dude. It was toasty outside. 
That's uh, you're not a great weather guesser if you didn't realize that before you hit the course, man. I don't do temperatures. Remember, I just do rain. I'll find somebody who does do temperatures. I know. So you're not dying out there again. I was okay. I had plenty. I drank plenty. You know, I get myself all hydrated and ready to go the day before. So I drank a lot, a lot of water. So there you go. I will continue to do that. Absolutely. Well, good morning, everybody. Appreciate y'all stopping by. Hit us up on the uh, YouTube comment line if you're watching us on YouTube. And of course, if you are tuning in on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app, make sure you uh, text us on the code of text line 512-222-9328. We are live and local all day long right here all on day. Sports Unfiltered. All right, Buck, the uh, second college football playoff rankings of the year came out last night. And, well, you had zero change in the top eight. Ohio State is still number one. Georgia, number two. The Cheaters, number three. Florida State Cinnamon Rolls coming in at number four. Washington, five. Oregon, six. Texas remaining at number seven. And then Alabama coming in at number eight. The first team that moved was oklahoma the t-shirt model. Oh, t-shirt company oh no they were nine last week but uh, i think they dropped all the way to 17 after their oh. second loss of the season this time they came up short against oklahoma state so the top eight remains the same uh your initial thoughts on that any surprises there yeah my initial thought is that my 5,000 unit play this week will be Oklahoma back home against the Morgantowners. Yeah, that's right. That was my initial play. They will be pissed and looking for a new T-shirt brand coming up this <laughs> week after that loss. They will take it out on the guys from Morgantown. It's that is my – yeah, it's it's like 13. It's not enough. 12 is not enough. Okay. I'm seeing 12 and a half right yeah, now. OU at home against uh, the couch burners of West yeah, Virginia. Yeah, that's an easy two. Yeah, I mean, it, it, nothing's going to change until the cheaters get caught or they lose a game and things will start to change up there. I mean, there's some there's games like Alabama, Kentucky this weekend. There's a meaningful game down in Happy Valley, Penn State, you know, playing Michigan. Can they beat Michigan? Well, with all the head games that are going on in Michigan right now, who knows what that game is going to be like. But I know one thing, the Wolverines will be pissed. Jim Harbaugh will have his group not so happy, you know, with – with, with a lot of people in the Big Ten, probably including, you know, Penn State squealers probably, but that's okay. Squeal on that group, cheaters. Hmm. Yeah, now Michigan's trying to turn the tide on everybody else, right? And saying, oh, of course. Oh, no. oh, these other teams were sharing our signs. It's like, well, everybody coaches does share that. stuff with other coaches, but they're not rolling tape. Right. You know? That's the difference there, Michigan. Well, a lot of Texas fans are slightly upset by where Texas is ranked right now. So, uh, look, the top five teams are all undefeated. Uh, yeah. Nobody's saying that Texas should be in the top five, but Texas is not the highest-ranked one-loss team in college football. That would be Oregon, who, of course, is ranked number six, one spot ahead of the Longhorns. Uh, Oregon has the same record as Texas. Their one loss right now looks better than Texas's loss because yeah. – Oregon's only loss was at Washington. Right. Washington is undefeated, and they're ranked number five right now. Texas's loss came at a neutral site against an Oklahoma team that has now lost twice and is out of the top 15. Yes. But Texas fans would argue a couple of other things. So I'm going to show – I'm going to pull up the resume. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see kind of the difference between 
uh, Texas and TCU right now from a resume standpoint. And then, obviously, I'll explain this if you're listening on the app as well. But here are the top three one-loss teams in college football, according to the CFP rankings. Oregon at six, Texas at seven, and Alabama at eight. Uh, No surprise that Texas is ranked ahead of Alabama. Of course, the Longhorns beat the Crimson Tide earlier this year. But you look at those top two numbers, strength of record and strength of schedule. Texas has the number five strength of record in the country. Texas has the 10th hardest strength of schedule in the country. Meanwhile, you look at Oregon, who once again is ranked ahead of Texas. Oregon has the number 10 strength of record in the country and the 63rd best strength of schedule in the country. Texas has beaten five teams that currently have winning records. Oregon has beaten one team that currently has a winning record, and that was their win at Utah. Texas has beaten three teams that are currently ranked in the top 25. Oregon has beaten just one team ranked in the top 25. That would once again be Utah. So there's no doubt Oregon's got the better-looking loss right now, but all things considered resume-wise, and look, it's the second rankings. Like We say this knowing that this is not going to be what determines the actual Final Four when we get to the end of the year, but I would argue, Buck, that Texas should be ranked ahead of Oregon considering the schedule and the resume that these two teams have put together so far. Yeah, I, I would say so. I would just move them up a spot, just flip spots with them, really. That's yeah. just, that, that's about it. But with, with with things to come and the committee sitting in a room, you know, they count everything. They count, you know, they count how many guys are hurt on your team. They want to know specifically your stars. I mean, Texas is playing with a backup quarterback right now. Yeah, they look into all of that kind of stuff. They, yeah, they're supposed to do a week to week, but they're looking at they're looking at the long run. I mean, Oregon is on a roll right now, and they've got yeah. nobody else that. I mean, what's their what's the next big treat for them? Or have they they've gone through everything they need to go through in the Pac-10? I mean, no. The Pac-12. No, they've got a few tough games left. They play USC, which is not nearly as tough of a game now as it no. maybe looked to be about a month ago. Uh, they still have to play the Civil War, or the game formerly known sure. as the Civil War, against Correct. Oregon State at the end of the year. Yeah, the last three games for Oregon in the regular season, USC at home at Arizona State, and then Oregon State at home. And then, of course, the Pac-12 championship, which will more than likely be a rematch against Washington. So if Oregon wins out, like th- their resume is probably going to look better than Texas's. Sure, but I, and I think they are looking at that injury to the quarterback position. And I I know they shouldn't because it's a week to week thing. As long as the horns keep winning, what do they, what do they have to do? Lose. I mean, what, what's the deal? If they win by three, if they win by eight, if they crunch the teams in front of them, they just keep winning. It should be, they should get, they should get rewarded for playing with a backup quarterback who's winning games. Really? Yeah. I mean, style points matter for sure. So like, I I think if Texas ended up beating Kansas state by 20, because they had a 20 point lead. Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. If they were at, had that lead and won by 20, 27 points if they would have moved up for sure. Yeah. I, I still have some doubts, but, you know, the, the resume would be better, obviously, beating uh, a ranked Kansas State team by 20 instead of by three in overtime looks looks better for the eye test and technically on the resume as well. So style points definitely matter. Like, you know, when you're talking about getting to the Big 12 championship game, which is the number one goal for this Texas team this year, then eh, style points don't matter. Like, you beat every team by one point. 
and you keep racking up wins in the standings, yes. and you're going to be in Jerry World on December 2nd. That's great. I think but, more so than anything with a backup quarterback and you're winning that, you should be rewarded for that. You shouldn't be punished for that. But they get in that room and they say, well, in the long run, you know, Quinn Ewers is supposed to keep coming back, but he's, he hadn't shown up to play in these games. What are we going to do? I mean, we're not we're not moving them up, even though they keep winning. We're either going to leave them the same or they're going to start to drop. They're not jumping up in front of anybody until they get if they get to the championship game and win the championship game. I mean, that's that's just the way it looks for Texas right now. It's not going to be I mean, except for these teams have to play. I mean, Alabama right now is one of the hottest teams in the country. I know people don't believe it because they think Alabama stinks, which right now they're pretty hot. So, yeah, yeah they just I mean, that is a deep. huge win. Yeah. Oh, man, that win's looking better every single week, right? And I went on a rant. win over Kansas looks good. Yeah, the win over Kansas is looking better because Kansas is, uh, I think, ranked number 16 now in the CFP rankings. So let's uh, let's hear from Greg McElroy, who was on ESPN last night. You know, they unveil these rankings on ESPN every Tuesday, and they've got a panel of analysts discussing what the CFP committee releases. And here's Greg McElroy, who, of course, played quarterback at the University of Alabama talking about the Texas versus Oregon, and he kind of talks about Alabama in there, just comparing the resumes of the one-loss teams right now, and he's looking for some more consistency from the committee. I don't really like right now Texas clearly the number two one-loss team. Alabama the number three one-loss team. Oregon, as we all assume, is sitting at the number six spot. But we need to kind of look at Oregon's resume a bit. Just, I mean, we, we saw Ohio State on the one line last week because of one reason why. That was the resume. Yeah. And we are not paying attention to the resume as it relates to Oregon. They have one win against a team with a winning record at the moment. That team is Utah. Their next best win is 4-5 and five Colorado. Their next best win after that is 4-5 and five Washington State. Whereas Texas has beaten five teams with a winning record, including a win on the road in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama has beaten four. So if we're really going to value the eye test, and I think it should absolutely be a factor, there needs to be more of a debate about the one-loss teams so there's Greg McElroy right there. So that's that's the thing, right? Like, I don't think Ohio State's the best team in the country right now. Like, I think if Ohio State played Michigan, Michigan would win. I think yeah. if Ohio State played Georgia, Georgia would win. Uh, hell, I might pick Washington to beat Ohio State right now, for being perfectly honest. But I have no problem with Ohio State being number one because they've got the best resume, right? Like, yeah, Michigan's, played, right. Michigan's played nobody. Uh, Georgia hasn't played that tough of a schedule yet, and they're skating by these teams. Ohio State's got the best resume in the country right now, so I'm perfectly cool with them being Yeah, and by the way, we're one. finding out that Notre Dame's a piece of crap again. Right. Yeah, well, Notre Dame is not as good as we thought, so that win for Ohio State not looking as impressive as we thought. But uh, still, Ohio State's got a pretty good resume. They've got the win against Penn State. Uh, they actually played some teams in the non-con this year, so uh, they're getting rewarded for that, and that's perfectly fine. McElroy's point is that, well, if you're going to reward Ohio State at the top for their resume, even though I test-wise, Ohio State doesn't look like the best team in the country, uh, you're, they're being rewarded because of their resume. So if they're being re rewarded because of their resume, why is Texas not being rewarded because of its resume? Because Texas has a better resume than Oregon right now. Now, Oregon I test, I would argue Oregon I test has done better than Texas. But, you know, that's what McElroy is talking about. Like, you can't do resume for some teams – and then I test for other teams. Like it should be the same sort of metric throughout when you're putting together the entirety of the top 25. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to get the best four together, that's fine. I, I think what they're doing is fine with the best four. 
But once they get, like you said, once they get to those one-loss teams, they're not doing a great job with that. They're, they're not looking at it. I think they're punishing Texas for not having a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, everything, everything else is good because they're, they're, they're looking game to game and they're looking at the quarterback position going, you know what? They're, not, they're only going to escape so many times with a guy throwing two picks. And, and as great as the defense is playing, the secondary is not very good. They still can run the ball. They can stop the run. But they're, they're looking at the, uh, the key position is, when is this kid coming back? Is this kid coming back? You know? But to me, they're escaping and winning games. What, what does it matter? They're winning the games, and the resume is still the resume. Exactly. No, it shouldn't matter if you're playing with a backup quarterback, right? Like, these aren't predictions for what's going to happen in the future. This is what but they do. That's how they point. play the game. That's how they get in that room. They say they don't, but all those things come into play. You know, uh, when, when they say everything comes into play about getting the best four teams, they're fine with the best four teams. Do whatever you want. But when it comes yeah. to the one-loss teams, now they start looking at other components of like, well, their quarterback, who knows when he's going to come back. They're escaping. This kid's throwing interceptions. I don't know if they're going to be there. So they're they're projecting themselves for weeks to come, and they don't know what the projection should be. They don't know when the quarterback comes back. Yeah, I, I will say this, and, and something you said earlier, I almost think Texas should be given credit for the way they've played. Why not? Lake Murphy. I mean, they, they've got a 30-point win over a BYU team that has – I think a winning record. Five, they were five and three, yeah. Five, yeah, five and four. I think after five Saturday, four, yeah. but you know they're they're not great. I'm not sitting here arguing that BYU is great, but Texas has a 30 point win against a team with the winning record, and then they beat a ranked team, a team that was ranked last week, and a team that is still ranked this week with a backup quarterback. And so, they had them up by 20. Yeah, so that's uh, those are things that I think should be used in Texas's favor, kind of like you were talking about right now. Uh, look, it, it it might play its self out over well, the last will. few weeks and once again the, the rankings today and the rankings that came out yesterday will not uh impact who's going to be in the final four but it's uh it, it is weird man like I, I think texas should be ranked ahead of oregon right now obviously texas should be ranked ahead of alabama hell i think alabama should be ranked ahead of oregon right now because alabama's actually beating good teams week in and week out yeah oregon Oregon's like got Portland State on the schedule. They're playing FCS teams in the non-con this year, and their second most impressive win this season is against Colorado, who's four and five right now. Like that's the second best record-wise team. That makes sense. Team with the second best record that Oregon has beaten this season. So I don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now here's something that's kind of cool, Buck. I don't know if we've talked about this on this show because. You know, we, we started Texas Sports Unfiltered right before the start of the season, so we didn't have a whole lot of time to get into off-season conversations. But obviously, we are headed towards a 12-team college football playoff starting next oh, yeah. year. And they, people you know keep showing what a 12-team CFP would look like with the current rankings. So if we had the 12-team format this year, Here's what the playoff would look like. And I'll share the screen so you can get a look at exactly what a 12-team playoff would look like based on last night's CFP rankings. This is pretty badass, man. So Texas, as the seventh seed, would play host to Penn State in the first round of the playoff. And then the winner of that game would get number two, Georgia. And that would be a neutral site game, kind of one of those semifinal games played somewhere. You mean the Nittany Lions would have to come to – Austin, Texas. The Nittany Lions would have oh, to come to. Oh, that would Austin, be Texas. so cool. Yeah, you know, Texas almost hired James Franklin when it hired Charlie Strong about a decade ago. 
Uh, right. You always wonder what the alternate universe would be if James Franklin was the coach here. Was he How coach long? secondary? Uh, James Franklin? No, we would have hired him to be the head coach. Oh, I'm just thinking maybe after this year, prompted <laughs> by Michigan, he'll be looking for a secondary coaching job. Oh, you think he's going to get relegated all the way to the UT secondary coach? Hey, come on now. I mean, look, I'll, I'll take him as that. Yeah, there you go. But I don't think he's taking <laughs> this job as that. Uh, how beautiful is this, though, man? Like, I, I get why some folks are against the 12-team playoff. It does slightly devalue the regular season. That's something that people love about college football is that you you basically get one mulligan. Hell, in the past, when it was BCS and there were only two teams in the quote-unquote playoff, you there were years where you got no mulligans, right? Like, right. if you lost a game, you had no right. shot. And there were years where there were three undefeated teams, and one of them didn't even get a shot at the national championship. Now it feels like, all right, if you lose a game, you probably have a shot. And with the 12-team playoff, okay, you know, you've got uh, you've got maybe a couple of two-loss teams that'll make this thing every single year. That way, this, and that, that two-loss team will be roll tied every year. You'll see that oh, if it happens. Calling, you're calling oh. a two-loss Alabama year every. Yeah, that's that's their spot every year if they lose two games. You know that's going to come down to, as long as Nick is coaching there. Yes, two-loss Alabama team will be in the playoffs. Yep, I'm with you on that. And well, I just realized this graphic is is not even right. Oh, it's wrong? Because it's got Michigan at number five, even though Michigan is actually ranked number three. What are you doing to my sleeper team? I'm not doing it. It's, uh, what is that, 24-7 sports who put this together? Maybe they need to check their stuff right there. Maybe maybe they're taking uh, NCAA matters into their own hands. They, they've yeah, done their own investigation, and they've realized that Michigan is cheating, so they're, they're yeah. leaving them out of the, uh, Good job. Of, of the top four. Good job. Yeah, they're going to try their best to do that. But once again, I, I just don't – I'd rather go ahead and give them due process. No, I don't I don't want cheaters to 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 survive on that. But if there's due process and we're – you know, I, and everything, got to give them their due, you know? Mm. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. This has nothing to do with the rankings. The top four are always going to be conference champions. So oh, that's why all, Michigan's out. In. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Michigan's out because Ohio State, Ohio they're State. assuming, is the conference championship at, uh, champion at number one. My bad on that. I was like, what am I What am I doing wrong here? Let's blame them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They're cheating. So they're getting left out. That's how there it works. Go. But how beautiful is this, man? Like, I am so in favor of the 12 team playoffs because you're going to get some badass matchups. And the first rounds will be on campus. So, yeah, Texas Penn State would be in Austin. That Oregon Louisville game would be in Eugene. Alabama Ole Miss. In Tuscaloosa, Michigan, Tulane, and eh, not great, but you've got to get a G5 team in there because yes, of the yeah. rules. That would be, and help Tulane beat USC last year in a bowl game. So they've got a little bit of juice to them right now. Uh, that would be in Ann Arbor. Like this, this is sweet, dude. I can't argue against this. This would be badass. Where's Texas State at? Where's the Sun Belt champ? Come on. With uh, Sun Belt, come on. The team down, come on. You're you're putting what six and three Texas State in the college Come football on, San playoff. Marcus, give him a shot at it. No, no. I mean, look what uh, GJ Kinney is doing in year one down there is incredibly impressive. Uh, and and they clinched a bowl berth with the win on Saturday, and they were all jumping in the river down They're there. Going in bowling, Mel. going bowling at Texas State. Yeah, in year one, GJ Kinney getting more transfers than Deion Sanders in there. Wow. And all of a sudden, yeah, they're six and three right now. But uh, no, I don't. I don't want to see 
<laughs> Texas State in the playoffs. Sorry about that, man. Uh, is this true? Your last game at Texas was against Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl? Yes, it was. Nice. You remember that one? I remember how that was the Ricky I've got. I don't remember where I am, and I said, "You, I think you'll it'll come back to you on the next hit. Oh, yeah, get back out there, kid. Yes, just put, we'll put L and R on your shoes so you know which way to go. So we'll work that out, kid. You were uh, you were pro CTE back then, huh? Come on, man. It's just you're just seeing some little Tweety birds. It's all right. They'll come back. <laughs> get back one of those one of those old cartoon shows where the birds are oh, just yeah. flying around your dome. That's all right. I'll get back in the nest soon, kid. You'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm with you on that. So there yeah, you they, go. They hammered us. That was Penn State. Yeah. The Fiesta Bowl is right. Oh. Yeah. Well, James Franklin was not on the sideline in that one, oh, so man. Penn State actually had a chance against a good team. That's they don't have a chance with uh with that Keegan Michael Key looking ass on the sideline right now. It ain't working for them. <laughs> those guys look the exact same, man. It's the funniest, and they do all those bits. I feel like once a year they get Key up at uh, a Penn State game, and he's pretending to be James Franklin. That's uh, that's goals, right? They there. want him out every year. Well, he's got a chance to change the narrative this Saturday, doesn't he? Yes, he does. This is huge this Saturday, and I'm not picking it. I was I was thinking about having that as one of my gold star big unit plays. I'm not doing it. What is wrong with me? I'm not that crazy. Uh, you've learned, huh? You've, oh. you've seen the numbers. You've seen what James Franklin has done at Penn State in big games against good teams, and you've changed your mind? I've changed my mind. I mean, it's not a big unit play. I think they can win the game. I think they have I think they have enough firepower, you know, with their defense this year and their offensive line. But I don't know. Michigan rolls into places like that on the grass and gets kind of physical this time of year. Gets kind of cold up there. Guys don't like to be hit by those by those Wolverines right now. I, I don't know. I see that as a close game, but I, I don't see that as a Penn State win. Michigan six and but three it wouldn't surprise me. You're picking both things here, politician. Pick one. Is it a win or a loss? It's a win. Okay, for Michigan. No, but it wouldn't surprise you if Penn State won. No, that's why I'm saying. It also wouldn't surprise you if Michigan won. No, it would surprise me if Penn State won, but I'm going to pick them to win anyway because I don't want Michigan. Michigan cheats. Yeah, they do cheat. That's just flat-out cheating. So I'm taking Penn State just on the thought of this will give Harbaugh another easy way to get the hell out of there after the year. Yeah. Then they can let due process happen because they won't be in the they won't be in the playoffs. Now they can win that Big Ten championship, though. Yeah, if Michigan loses this weekend, they're not out of it, right? No. Like if they win their last two regular season games, which would include a win against Ohio State, right? Who might, who might be the number one team in the country at that point because they are right now, and they win a Big Ten championship game, which wouldn't be great. That's probably what Iowa. I don't even know who's going to make it from the other half of the Big Ten. Nobody gives a shit that no. That division is such a joke, and I'm so glad they're getting rid of that after this season. Uh, but yeah, like Michigan loses on Saturday, then they're not completely done. But you would think the committee is looking for uh, reasons to keep Michigan. <laughs> Absolutely. If huh? they can. Oh, if they can find a way to kick them out, they will. Oh, yeah. they're And the NCAA too, right? Because they're, yes. they're worried they might have to vacate a national title if uh, Michigan wins it this year. Or hell, forget the, the national NCAA title. Would have to go, they'd have to go to work. They'd, yeah, they'd actually have to do something. But, you know, it's not just the natty that would get vacated. It's all of the wins 
yes. and you know a CFP appearance and a bowl win and this and that and a Big Ten championship. That all and could give be us our money back. Giving that money back. Come on. Yeah, the, be- the best thing for the NCAA and for the CFP is if Michigan loses to Penn State and then they lose to Ohio State. That's that's right. To close out the year, I don't think it's going to happen because I think Michigan is better than those two teams. We will see how they respond to some adversity. Like obviously, this storyline was a thing last week when they destroyed Purdue, but that's Purdue, and that game was in Ann Arbor. Now they've got to play a a ranked team on the road in a hostile environment on big noon kickoff in Happy Valley. So, uh, yeah, the higher-ranked team has won five straight in this matchup. Michigan, of course, the higher-ranked team right now. It all depends on Drew Allard, man, like the Penn State quarterback. That guy's having a very good year in his first year as the starter there, but Against Ohio State, he was awful. Now Ohio State's With got an pressure awesome in his defense. face. BK, if he gets pressure in his face, he's not very good. Sure, and, that's the problem. He's going to get pressure in his face. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's you know the the, the best team that Drew Aller has played this year. He came up small. Uh, so, how does he do against Michigan, who also has a very very good defense? Now, this game is at home, where the Ohio State game was in Columbus. So. Uh, Aller's going to have the crowd on his side. You would like to think that's going to make a little bit of a difference for him, but how does this guy do his first year as a starter at Penn State? Can he handle a defense as good as wow. Michigan? Can he handle a team that knows exactly what he's going to be doing on every single play? And let's not forget um, what Michigan brings to the table. They bring the guy who's just about a leader for the Heisman Trophy right now, too. You know, I mean, he's sitting right there, one, two, or three. Yeah, and you got you to be careful. He's playing really, really well on offense, too. Yeah, I mean Michigan's the best team in the country for me right now. Now, we, oh, they're just a sleeper. They're not quite there yet. Ah, the just sleeper. a sleeper team. You, you, everybody's talking about Michigan right now. You can't call them a sleeper anymore. They're, the, they're, they're about the to be put to sleep. The- Everybody's trying their best to put them to sleep. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, there are some big games in college football this weekend that will directly impact the college football playoff rankings. You've got uh, that one, of course with Michigan traveling to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. You've got Georgia taking on Ole Miss. That's a top-10 battle. That game is in Athens. And then the other kind of big one is Utah at Washington. Obviously, if Utah wins, that's going to shake some things up. Uh, Washington, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I think Washington's going to win that game. I do, but too, yes. You've got uh, those three ranked versus ranked matchups, plus Tennessee at Mizzou. Neither of those teams, though, are making the playoff because they both have a couple of losses. But obviously a pretty entertaining one that we should be getting. It, it really is. The, the Florida State-Miami game, this is, you know, will be, you know, the, the in-state battle there. Is Florida State really for real? If they are, they'll crush Miami. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's fair, right? This is an eye yeah. test game. Like, I, I don't know if beating Miami tells me that you're for real because Miami's just – they're not good. They're 6-3. and three. They lost to NC State last week. They only scored six points in that game. They lost to – or they barely beat Virginia. They needed overtime. Yeah, that's why I say this should be a crushing right here. This should yeah. be a big unit play coming yeah. up. So, yeah, Florida State, like that – That uh, <laughs> what does Shania Twain say? That don't impress me much. No, uh, beating is- Miami don't impress me much right now. So, there you go. Some college football playoff ranking conversation. Of course, the next poll will come out next Tuesday and hey we're comparing resumes between Texas and Oregon and Texas and Alabama and all of these other teams right now Uh, none of this matters if the Longhorns don't go out there and take care of business in Fort Worth on Saturday night I got some big unit plays this week I'm gonna put us back into I'm gonna put us back to in our savings we're gonna have money in our savings after this weekend 
Yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of plays out there. You know how many units you're down right now? 11. Thousand? Yeah, that's, I mean, I've got two 5,000 unit plays. I may go three 5,000 unit plays to get us back for the okay. holiday season. Okay. Yeah. Two 5,000 unit plays ain't going to get us there, but three. Oh, no, three will. Wow. You're feeling good this weekend. Huh? As a matter of fact, the same three I give you, play them in a three team parlay for 5,000 units and see what you get there. That's oh. right. That's how sure I am. Oh, my God. Boomer sooner. <laughs> You're betting on the T-shirt boys, huh? Oh, my goodness. Them and Kansas and Okie State. That's right. Look at those three right there. Are, that sounds good already. K-State. What's K-State going to do? Who are they playing? Like Houston? You're doing a, like a four-team Big 12 parlay this weekend? What are they? What's K, who's K-State playing? Are they playing Houston? Waco High. Oh, oh, my goodness. You know that's a three-touchdown win. It's uh, 20 and a half is the line right that's now. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that's a five. That's one of the 5,000 unit plays right there. You're just betting on Big 12 favorites, huh? Oh, Big Big 12 is is getting it done. Everybody oh. except for I'm, I don't do anything to do with Texas. That's just don't don't go that direction. Yeah. How about this line? Oklahoma State is at UCF. Oklahoma State ranked number 15 in the new poll coming off that big win in Bedlam. They're only three point favorites in Orlando. That's right. That's how I don't get that. I'm not getting that there. I, I, unless you tell me their running back is so banged up that there's a question mark about him playing, they will just run the ball and run the ball because that's what they do. This They'll is your play. classic letdown spot, though, isn't it? That's that's what Vegas is thinking. He just yeah. Well, they think that, but you don't. Do you know they got a they got a guy who's a man coaching there? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That they got a guy, They got a guy. What other teams have women coaching there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, but this is a real man now. That guy? That guy. A mother of children. That's right. Yeah, Father mother of children. children. Yeah. yeah, that guy's ready to go right now. He is now ready to take over the Big 12, the mantle as the team in the Big 12 after Texas and Oklahoma get out of here. He knows he'll be the king. Mm. I don't so know for is... how many more. That's I don't know how many more years, but he's going to be the king. Yep, well, he's got a chance to uh, to prove it over this last month, right? Yeah. If, if his team wins out, hell, Oklahoma State could maybe even afford a loss and still get to Arlington. But Dude, I don't even want to see that group. If they win out, they'll uh, they'll make it there, and they'll have a chance to beat maybe Texas, which you know Brett Yormark and company are going to be rooting for if we get well, there. Yormark's a couple of weeks on, a couple of weeks away from being in Austin. Uh, he's a couple. Oh, he of weeks says he away. won't be. He won't be here, right? Yeah, a couple weeks away from getting COVID, so he doesn't show up right in Austin. Just a mysterious COVID appearance. He's flying to Wuhan right now to, Absolutely. Uh, to make some sure spinach. eat some spinach <laughs> or something. Yeah, to make sure he's got it in time. All right, before we uh, transition here, Buck, how about uh, some love to some of our great sponsors? Yes, Texas and I love them all for sure. And how about relax the back, folks? I got up, of course, as I said yesterday, a little bit of that cool weather. My back gets a little stiff, but. I've got this great chair early in the morning, and thanks to Relax the Back, I couldn't be happier with what's going on with my back. 20 years after thoracic back surgery, my, I'm, even my thoracic back, not only does that feel good, but my lumbar, my shoulders feel good, and it's all because of Relax the Back. Now, they've got these zero-gravity zero recliners for you. Of course, they got the great Tempur-Pedic uh, mattresses and pillows just for you at Relax the Back, and they've got these two wonderful locations in BK at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and, of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. 
feel pain-free, just like I do at Relax the Back. Oh, I'm on mute. I'm not helping anybody right now, am I? Got my Altstadt Brewery hat on this morning. Shout out to the boys at the Altstadt Brewery. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, it is a road game after all. How about a trip down to the Altstadt Brewery in Fredericksburg? Not far at all. Right in the heart of the central Texas hill country. This place is beautiful. It is massive. There is so much to do. They've got live music every weekend. A German-style restaurant whipping up some really, really good food. And, of course, you get plenty of samples of Altstadt beer. You get to see how it's made, and they, uh, they leave you full of food and full of beer every time you go out there. It is the perfect day trip for the beer drinkers in your life. And, hey, you don't have to wait. Till the weekend to enjoy some old stat beer. They've got it at HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go to get your six packs. You can find six packs of old stat beer. Maybe you're hitting the town to watch the Mac tonight. That's right. We got Wednesday Mac games. Yep. We had three Mac games last night. We've got three more tonight. If you are a degenerate like we are and you're going to watch the Mac and you need a great beer to drink while you watch the Mac, make that old stat beer. No impurities. No regrets you know what i felt good last, yesterday when i went to play golf because i had a nollipop before i played there you, you know, go i've been ollipopping it up a couple days before i go play the golf so i'm 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 hydrated and ready to go and you know what it not only did it taste good it did it did feel like i had some ingredients in there that was helping my innards you know what i'm saying yeah i wasn't putting a bunch of sugar and a bunch of junk in me like i'm used to doing while i'm on the golf course every once in a while i have a ice cold coke or six you know during the course of 18 holes but not anymore. Ice I'm cold, drinking the Olipop. Ice cold Coke or sex? Or six. Six. Six, six Cokes, yes. Uh, that's a weird. But the Olipops are delicious. And the ingredients in the Olipop, you know what? It makes me feel good, BK. When I get out there, I'm hydrated. I'm ready to go. I don't have that that jitters or feeling like, you know, five holes into it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on a downer, a sugar downer. So I want to thank the folks at uh, Olipop for sure. I'm still on the grape, though. Mm, that grape soda is legit, man. Yep. If you haven't tried Olipop, you are missing out. Bucky's a believer. Trey's a believer. Chip's a believer. I'm a believer. If you try it, you will be a believer as well. Great tasting soda that's actually good for you. I think we've got a promo code, too, in the works over there with Olipop. Nice. If you buy something online, obviously you can buy it at the grocery store, but if you buy it online, we might be able to hook you all up with a, uh, a little bit of a discount. So. Let's see if I can get that taken care of later today. All right, Buck. Uh, some Texas and TCU. The Longhorns lost against TCU last year. 17 yes. to 10 was the final score. That was a game played here in Austin. And boy, it was an offensive struggle, really, for both teams. Now, TCU had a couple of big plays that they capitalized on that turned into touchdowns. I think Kendra Miller, who, of course, is now in the NFL with the New Orleans Saints had a 75-yard touchdown run, and then Quentin Johnston had a 31-yard touchdown reception for Max Duggan. All three of those guys, obviously, in the NFL right now. Uh, the Texas defense, for the most part, though, played pretty well. You hold somebody to 17 points, sure. you should win that game way more often than not. The problem for the Longhorns in this game last year was the offense. They just couldn't get anything going. Hell, the only touchdown Texas scored in the game was a defensive touchdown. It was a uh, Jade Barron scoop and score relatively late in the fourth quarter that made it 17 to 10 and actually gave Texas a little bit of a chance down the stretch. But unfortunately, the Longhorn offense just couldn't do anything 
all night long. Quinn Ewers had one of the worst games of his college career, 17 of 39 for 171 yards, one interception. Bijan Robinson, boy, Arthur Smith maybe liked this stat line. Bijan Robinson, 12 carries for 29 yards. Rojo, five carries for 14 yards. Like Texas just could not run. They could not pass. They couldn't do Jack, you know what, on offense against this TCU team. Well, the good news is this TCU team is not last year's no. TCU team. And yeah, that TCU team came to Austin with a perfect undefeated record. This year's TCU team will take on Texas with five losses. TCU is four and five, and they're gonna have to win one of Texas or at Oklahoma in addition to another game to even make it to a bowl game a year after playing for the national championship. So it's a different TCU team, Buck. Obviously, this Texas team is different this year. You need the offense, regardless of who's playing quarterback, to look a lot better to win this one. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, playing up there, they feel like they can win against Texas anywhere that they play them. So when they play at home, they feel even more confident about beating the University of Texas. And BK, you gave me some stats about this group. Who I'm saying, what what is it that they do that's really any good? But you gave me they're the number one passing team in the Big 12 and number one against the pass in the Big 12. So they still have some holdovers. They must have some decent players on that defensive end, especially. You know, they lost guys. They lost cornerbacks, the Thorpe Award winner. They lost the safety. They lost a pretty good linebacker. Obviously, we know what they lost offensively, the quarterback and the running back and some big offensive linemen. But I'm trying to figure out what is it that they do really, really well. But you gave me stats that tell me they do some things well. Yeah, in Big 12 games, so this does not include the non-con. This is just conference-only games. TCU has the best passing offense in the conference in terms of yards per game, not in terms of efficiency, just in terms of yards per game. And they also have the best passing defense in the conference in terms of yards per game. So so they may like not the, be dropping balls that are thrown in their hands. Right. Yeah. I mean, you are what your record says you are. I'm a firm believer of that. So TCU's four and five, but they've got a couple of one possession losses. Like they were so good in one score games last year. Yes. And that stuff never translates year to year. Like, I think of Texas when the Longhorns won the Sugar Bowl in year two of Tom Herman's ten tenure. Like, the Longhorns won so many one-score games, and that's why I was a little bit nervous going into 2019. It's like, well, you just you don't have that luck year over year in football. Like it, it, you're not going to get the ball to bounce your way. You're not going to get the breaks like that. Sure. And if you flirt with disaster like Molly Hatchett that much, then you're going to come up on the losing end. And that's kind of what's happening to TCU. Now they look, they were crushed by K-State a couple of weeks ago, but they've got a three-point loss against TCU. They've got a three-point loss against Colorado in that season opener. They uh, had a one-score loss against Texas Tech last Thursday. Like they've it's not like they've been getting blown out by most of the teams on their schedule. They just they're not making the plays that they made last year and they're not yeah. winning the games, the close games that they won last year. Yeah, but they're still in games. They're still in games for the most part. I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you TCU's that good. Like, they, they've lost four of their last five games. So there are a couple of statistics that say, oh, maybe this team's not horrible. Because uh, when you think four and five, you're like, ah, oh, shit, they must be as bad as Baylor. Or like, right. they, they, they must be like uh, UCF or Cincinnati or, you know, one of those teams. And I don't think TCU's that bad right now. Uh, but, like, look, Texas is a 10-point favorite, and the expectation is the Longhorns are playing with the backup quarterback who has had serious turnover issues in his two starts. Like, that that, that tells you what you need to know right now. Like, 
Texas should be able to win this game, and uh, you'd like to think they can win this game by double figures. So that that's where TCU is right now. Yeah, the defense is going to – I mean, offensively, Texas will have to be obviously better than they've been the last two weeks. But the defense is going to hold the mantle for this team until the starting quarterback gets back, just the way it is. And they have to continue to play that great defense, uh, stopping the run game, which TCU is not very good in the run game. And, but, and nobody has been against Texas when it comes to that. So you're going to have the field position will be important. You know what? It's not one of those 11 a.m. games where you have any excuse about, oh, they didn't get up. No, that game's at 630. You'll be wide awake and ready to play at night there, you know, yep. in, in, in Fort Worth. So there won't be any time thing there unless, you know, we get that same crew officiating. Then I'm worried about everything if that group is officiating the game. <laughs> Dude, I'm worried I, about any Big 12 crew officiating the game. Well, I just think that it's – no matter what, with this, with, if, if the same quarterback is playing this week as played for the last two weeks, I'm worried. Hmm. So I'm not. I I think Texas can win a football game. I don't think they can run and hide from anybody because they haven't shown, with the exception of BYU, just running and hiding. I, I just don't see this quarterback doing that. I I just don't. I don't see them being him being consistent enough to to get you long long drives, get down here. Even with a lead, it just doesn't seem to work. Something happens where they just take leads and, you know, they just piss them down their legs. I don't know what that's all about, but I just see this as being one of those games again. It's weird, you know. I mean, early in the season, Texas was bad in the first half, and they were great in the second half. And and this felt like a fourth-quarter team, right? Uh, What they did against Alabama, what they did against Wyoming, not as impressive. Uh, What they did against Kansas in the second half of that game – like early in the year, that was the narrative about Texas is up. Oh, they're slow starters, but hey, when it matters most, they can do what they need to do to uh, win these games. And look, yeah, and, 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 and as the head coach says, we haven't played our best ball yet. I don't know if that's I, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think you played your best ball in Tuscaloosa. You haven't played up to that, up, right. up to that. But which means if you feel like you haven't played your best ball, if you can play a game or two or three or four like you played there, I'm pretty confident then if you tell yeah. me you, you feel like you can play the same kind of ball you played at Tuscaloosa because I don't know if you can with was, this young quarterback. I don't think that's – I don't think you can. Well, they weren't they weren't doing it even before Malik Murphy came into the game. That's you know? what I mean, yeah. It's uh, – yeah, they've, they, they've played like two really, really complete football games this year, the game against Alabama and the game against Waco High. Uh, and, and the game against Baylor was September 23rd. Like, that's the last real four-quarter game that I think Texas sure. has played this season. So, yeah, in the first half, once again, it was slow starter, and then it was great finisher. And now, here the second half of the year, it's been great starter, slow finisher. So, yes. you'd like to obviously put the greats together and be a great starting team and a great finishing team. Uh, it would be nice to actually get out to a big lead and just be able to hold it to where – we're not all crapping our pants here watching this team. Right. On yeah. Saturday I mean, night. can they, can they hold a lead? Can they run the football, run the clock out? They don't have to be dynamic or fantastic. They've got a two touchdown lead. You know what I'm saying? In entering the end of the third, going into the fourth quarter, can they just keep that lead? Can they just win by two touchdowns without giving up some strange play balls, bouncing off the helmet, defensive guy, just getting somebody streaking through the secondary, you know, we, we, we won't see – I don't think we'll see a long run. We haven't seen much of that against this Texas defense, that that front seven. They don't give up very many of those. But all in all, is your quarterback going to throw 
any picks? Can he have a clean game where he just plays really, really well? And 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 every, and your running game is what you can lean on still. That would be that's what I'm looking for. Just a solid, you know, 14 point, 10 to 14 point win. Let's then go about our business. Get maybe Quinn yours back for you know playing the names and and here we go, you yeah. know. And now let's just get to the championship game. Well, I mean, is this kid is he green and growing or is he ripe and rotten in game number three? So far, he's I guess you can say he's green and growing. I'm I'm gonna say he's green and growing yeah. as long as they win two as long as they win. Now, Malik, Malik Murphy got worse from game one to game two. Like he he made some mistakes against BYU. Uh, that, but I never felt like there was there's a chance that BYU was going to catch up. No, no. I mean that game was thirty five to six. So the mistakes that Malik Murphy made were not nearly as costly as uh, the mistakes he made last week against K State. Now K State's a lot better than BYU. Yes, there's a top fifteen defense in the country before last Saturday. Uh, that's a team that's ranked in the top twenty five, and it feels like BYU is just a, a whipping boy now across the conference. Like everybody is getting yes. their licks in on, on BYU. Absolutely. So. Uh, you'd understand Malik Murphy may be struggling a little bit more against K-State than against BYU. But now you, you talk about green and growing. Like you would hope to see progression from week one to week two for Malik, and you didn't see it. So, of course, you could see it this week. TCU's not as yeah. good as K-State. That's right. Uh, but, no, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a green and growing type of second game for Malik last weekend. Yeah, and this is one on the road. I mean, this could be the game that you see him do that. I hope it is, you know, do some things that he's – that are different, like not throw it to the other guy, like throw it to your own guy, like be in position. If you can take off and run, go ahead and take off and run. Because once again, I've never seen, I don't know what he can do. If he just tucks it under his arm and decides to go for five or six yards, not 30, don't need you to go 30, but I, I, I'd like for it to be like a nice run for five or six. If they turn their backs to you, I'm with you. That, that would be nice to see. Yeah, we and, might. and just make some good, make some good decisions where we say, you know what, this guy's got, a real, real chance of being a pretty good damn quarterback. Will he make continue to make progress? or Because he can't be the same. Can't continue to be the same in these games. Because the same means you're going to throw two picks. Or the same means you're going to throw two picks, but there are three others that if anybody in the secondary could catch, you'd have five picks. You know? Yep. Can they do that? Can they control the line of scrimmage? Because can this offensive line not jump off sides? Can, can you do things as a team to continue to win? For me, it's continuing to win, you know, until another guy gets back there to play the quarterback position who's now had experience at, at that position. So I, I just want I just want to win games from this point on, get up there to Arlington to get to that championship game and see how things go. I'm not expecting spectacular things from the quarterback because I've seen two games right now where he's streaky. He plays in streaks. He plays like a young player. He can play in streaks, and then he can shit the bed in streaks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. That's yep. what I'm, that, that's what I'm that's I, I hope not to see it, but that's what I expect to see. Yeah. When you're playing with the backup quarterback, it feels like your mantra needs to be survive in advance. Right. Yeah. I, I get it. 30 yeah. minutes ago. I talked about style points mattering and, and they do matter for the CFP. I'm sorry. They do matter. Yes, they but do. When you're talking about winning the Big 12. And once again, playing with a backup quarterback, you can't be too focused on style points. You just got to make sure that you're winning these games just win yeah, baby yeah. obviously if you win and cover great even better because that's uh getting two birds stoned at once right you get the win and that's you get the right. style points and that's perfect that's uh we're all happy we'll all be celebrating leaving yeah and that committee Saturday that night. committee no if you just squeak by they're gonna you're gonna be sitting right in the same position you were last week because that's what they're gonna do because yep. they're gonna they're gonna say you know what our job is 
Our job is supposed to get the best four teams, but the top 10 teams, we're going to punish you if you don't have your starting quarterback playing. Even though you win games, we're not going to hurt you, but we're not going to advance you either. Yeah, and you could have backup quarterback versus backup quarterback this Saturday. because That's uh, right. A redshirt freshman by the name of Josh Hoover has started the last four games for TCU. Chandler Morris, the starter, uh, went down with an injury five weeks ago. And uh, there were some rumblings that maybe he'd be back for the Texas game, but now it sounds like he's going to need another week. So I would expect so punish to their backup quarterback who's yeah, been he, okay. He, punish that dude. You might see some interceptions this week is, uh, is my point. Cause we know Malik Murphy has been prone to turn the football over uh, Josh Hoover in four starts has thrown six interceptions, but against big 12 play, this group has been the number one passing team in Big 12 play. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that was Chandler Morris early on in the year. And once again, that's just passing yards, right? That's not efficiency. So, you know, Josh Hoover in Big 12 play has six touchdowns to six interceptions. Ooh. Um, but, you know, he threw for 439 yards against BYU. He threw 353 yards against Texas Tech. But against uh, K-State and Iowa State, a couple of losses, he didn't even crack 200. So, Josh, he's a redshirt freshman. Like, he's got a little bit more experience than Malik Murphy because he's started four games and Malik has only started two. Yes. But he's not – like, TCU had the freaking Heisman runner-up last year. This guy ain't that. So, he's prone to give you the ball. And this Texas defense, they've been opportunistic, right? Yes, uh, they have. You know, Sark talked about that after the bye week following the Oklahoma game about how he wants – his defense to create more turnovers. Well, multiple takeaways in each of the last three games yes. for the Longhorn defense. It's like that's uh, there's another opportunity to see that this weekend, and of course, that's something you want to see this week. Yeah, and and this team just they still understand who they have at quarterback. They understand they still have a young quarterback playing and still finding his way around. So they've stepped up the pace a little bit. They're going to have to continue to do that. They will, and along the way. They still can't give up any secondary touchdowns to guys pick plays and crap like that during the course of the game. You know, somebody's going somebody's gonna to get open against this defense. They just always do. There'll, there'll be a play that somebody will make a big play against them in the secondary. It's just been that way. Unless you tell me every guy healthy. Hell, even when everybody's healthy in that secondary, I still worry about somebody yeah. streaking through the secondary and getting open. Because I've yeah. seen guys that have played in that secondary before get beat still, you know, today. So – I. I still worry about that, but I, I think Texas still can can do one thing. They still can rely on their run game. They can keep clock moving. They should be able to to clock out ball games with their run game with this offensive line. You know that that shouldn't change. They're still physical enough. They did they did some good things last week, but there wasn't a lot of pressure in the quarterback's face. It was that ghost pressure that he kind of made himself. They kept seeing things flash in front of his face, but. For a big, tall kid, he has to, as, as his head coach says, he's got to climb up in the pocket a little bit instead of backing up in the pocket. He's got to yep. learn how to do that. So just another week of learning for him. That's it. That's it. And like, there's a chance, I guess, Quinn Ewers plays this weekend, right? Because Sark I was, was asked surprised. about it. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't put money on it. But, you know, Sark was asked about Quinn Ewers on Monday. And we'll, we'll play it again just in case you missed it. Here's uh, the injury update involving Quinn Ewers from Steve Sarkeesian 
from Monday. Yeah, so, uh, Quinn, uh, like I said, he, he started to throw a little bit last week. Um, he threw again today. Um, to me, it's more day-to-day at this point, you know, where a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, it was kind of week-to-week. Uh, today's more day-to-day, um, and I got it. you know, I have to continue to see how he feels. You know, ultimately, this is a how does he feel? You know, I, I can't, you know, that he, the doctors, what does it feel like? Where is he at? Um, I can give my assessment on the capability to operate our offense, but ultimately, how does he feel? And so we'll navigate this week. Yeah, I mean, when he, when the coach says he started to throw, I'm like, what is he, like throwing balls to his sister in the backyard or something mm-hmm. or his little brother? What What's that mean? Started to throw. Start throw Nerf balls. I mean. Wow. I mean, I, I see what guys do on the sideline. That means they're started to throw. So, but do you get out there and throw the ball 15 yards down the field with a little bit of velocity? I, I can't believe you'd be to that point now. I, I was, I was still say another week away before you getting him to where he can, you know, take a team and move them up and down the field and have to throw the ball 40, 45 yards. That, you know, with a little zip to it. I, I, I would still think, you know, those injuries are still close to. This, has it been a month? Has it been four weeks? It hadn't been that long. It's been no, it's been about four weeks. We're get we're close to a month. Uh, no, not really. I mean, he got hurt in the Houston game on October twenty first, and today's November eighth. So, it will be if he comes back next week, it will be close to a month. Yeah, that's but, right. That's what I see in that okay. kind of injury for him. But, I mean, if I mean you got to do something. If this guy right here that's playing right now, even though he's young, as I said, you can't let him go in the tank. You can't lose a game thinking. Oh, no, I'm not going to do this. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, you have to win the game. I'll be happy with the kid if he wins the game. If he wins a couple more games like this, I'm just as happy with him. Hell, we can wait till spring ball again or 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 fall or two days for him to get better and start reading defenses better and things like that. But, no, win, just win the game. Yep, that's and it. All the, rest, all the rest of the dudes around him, help him win the game. Help your team win the game. That includes the head coach, too. Well, look, if, if Quinn can play this weekend, you want him out there, right? Yes. Okay. But, so Yeah, but if you tell me he can throw the ball and, and get it in the spots, uh, it, it, then I'm fine. If yeah. the doctors say he's fine and he can take the pain, the pain tolerance is there, you play him. If he's, if he's questionable, you got to get by with this guy because you're going to need him for – if you can get by this game, you're going to need him in Ames. I believe that. As bad as that group is, you're still going to need. That's a weird place. You I know, get, I get scared by that mindset, though. Like, you know, uh, he he might be able to play, but not nah, just rest him another week. Like, Texas well, did that against. No if he's got no velocity, right, and right. Well, if he can't really play, really then he can't play. But if he can right. play, like this is what they did against Houston, where they're like, ah, it's Houston. We don't need some of our guys because it's Houston, and we're going to kill them. And then well, all I'm of talking a sudden, about this this position, this at this. Position where you got to make a lot of throws down, the, where you got to make a lot of throws in this offense down the field. I mean, because anybody can turn around and hand it off, right. you know. But when you've got to make these these throws in Sark's offense, and they're not all screen passes, you know, they're not all dump offs. Uh, they got to get down to get even the balls to Sanders down the seam. They've got to have a little bit of velocity on it. If you don't have that velocity on that ball, no, this kid has velocity. His best ball last week was a ball to to. to Sanders down the middle of the field. Then again, there was nobody around him to intercept it for sure. Right. But he, he made sure that opportunity had some velocity on it. If you can get him to start getting into that mindset, that's fine. 
But when the head coach is still talking about him not climbing the pocket, that worries you. But I, if Quinn Ewers can play, then play him, period. If he's got – if his pain tolerance is this, yeah, it's going to be sore. Screw it. Let's go. Right. Yep. Get him out there if he can go. Um, but if not – I, I just know. don't think he's going to be at that point. I think he's still got another week. Yep, we'll see. And look, Malik Murphy has made some good throws. He's made some big plays for Texas in these two starts. We're just and he's streaky. For... He's a streaky dude. You just you got to know when the streak is over with, you got to be careful of what you ask him to do. Yeah. Because when the streak gets over with him, it's the streak going the other way. You can't you can't be one quarter worth of streaky and four yeah. quarters worth of bad though. No. Like that 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 to me is not streaky. That to me is just bad quarterback play. Like you can uh, you can have drives or quarters maybe at a time where you've got it, and then quarters where you don't. But no, you but when a guy in the fourth quarter is wide open, coming across the no. field for a first down or more, you can't hit him on the left cheekbone of his butt. I mean, he, you <laughs> got to put it in his hands, not in his ass. I mean, really. See, I didn't mean to say it that way. I didn't mean it. I can't. I didn't. I mean to put it on his ass because if I say it the wrong way, you take it the wrong way. Say it what? Try to stick the football in his ass. I mean, hit him on the cheek. That's what I meant. I said, uh, stick it on his ass. You'll take that totally different when well, I say You said, it. put it in his hands. Or no, stick it. said, put it in his ass. <laughs> I didn't say, put it in. No, put it on his ass. Balls hit him in the cheek. Yeah, on the, che- on the I'll ass. Put it on the cheeks instead. So on the ass, not in the ass. Yes, that's, yes, yes. It's still weird, Only you man. Take it that way. I don't get it. No, see, you took it that way because you knew right after you said it that you had screwed up. I didn't well, even say you, anything. Knowing you, I knew I screwed up. Wording means a lot to you. I didn't say anything. I just you you caught yourself. Oh, you would have caught that within seconds. It was going to come back and get me. I wasn't so. even going to bring it up. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. Uh, comment. I thought Quinn was streaky, and we look forward to Malik. He's been streaky too. Which guy gives us the best chance to win? Uh, it's it's definitely Quinn. Uh, is is Quinn perfect? No, but Quinn does a much better job holding on to the football. Like Quinn in seven starts has three interceptions. Malik Murphy in two starts has three interceptions. So uh, Quinn's got his flaws. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and look, I was. I think we were all hopeful that maybe Malik would look better than Quinn. Because you know, as good as Quinn was, he had left some things to be desired. Uh, but right now, with what we've seen from Quinn this year and what we've seen from Malik this year, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Quinn Ewers gives this Texas team the best chance. And he's a better runner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> who saw that one coming? No, not me. Not me calling the dude Randall Cunningham. No, not me. I definitely didn't see it. Yeah. And someone on the uh, CODA text line, 512-222-9328, asks – would you rather have a 70% Quinn Ewers or a 100% Malik Murphy? I don't like the 70%. Sorry. That's not good enough in college football. That's 70%. No, not from my quarterback. Mm. Now, if I had to have it maybe from my safety back there deep and had to cover half of the field, I think I could take that, you know, but I, I can't take 70% from my quarterback too much going on physically and mentally. That that all counts. That all that all matters. What about eighty percent Quinn Ewers? Uh, eight, give me eighty-five percent of them, and I'm good. Okay. That means he can throw the ball that 15, 15 to twenty-yard range. If if a guy's open in the zone, he can hit him and understands when it's time to let it loose. And still going to give me that outstanding Gale Sayers type of running. Yes. Yeah. Gale Sayers type of running. What can I say? He only scores touchdowns. The and then gets knocked, and then gets knocked out, and then <laughs> gets it. then he bows up to guys. 
better two thirty. Call the dude the Texas Comet because he's there. You uh, go. He's Gale Sayers over here, oh, I, I, and I still think this the, the young quarterback is very close to what you're looking for. I mean, yeah. he, he is. I mean, it's just experience. It's just a matter. But right now, this isn't this this part of the experience. That's that that's a part that he should have been getting when Texas was playing those the the the, the first couple games against Rice and Wyoming and teams like that. That's where he should have got his, his experience and being you know, in the spotlight, it's totally different now. Now you're on the back end of the season trying to play for a championship and you've thrown a guy in two games that are, they're all must wins now, you know, you don't have a lead. You don't have a lead in the conference where you can afford to lose two games and to get a guy, a bunch of experience. That's, that's where you do that stuff in the beginning. Sark, when you're up by 20 and 30, and then, you know, Quinn, yours is still sitting in the game and everybody's going, the hell's this about get some other guys in there. So they get experience, right? You know, now, it's not experience. You're the starter, dude. We're not worried about getting you experience. We got to win games here. Yep, absolutely. Start number three for Malik Murphy coming up on Saturday. I think he's got potential. I think it's obvious that he's got potential. We've There's seen no some doubt. Uh, ridiculous arm talent in these two games, but just need more consistency and just need better decision-making for Malik Murphy. And the, and the arm talent part is, is you know, at times questionable too because he underthrows. He's starting to underthrow some long routes too that aren't getting out in front. So we talk about that, and that has a, a lot to do with this, his setting up his feet and backing up instead of dr- sticking in the pocket, stepping up and letting it go. He's throwing drop back, you know, drop back bombs off his back foot. He ha- he has the same thing that Quinn yours has at times. You know that arm strength is wonderful, but if your footwork sucks, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't because you underthrow balls. You're you know? right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, we'll uh, we'll transition away from Texas for a moment. Uh, we've got some NFL to talk about, Buck. I yes, want to ask sir. you about some overreactions and whether or not these are overreactions or these are uh, real scenarios going on in the NFL. Plus, an update on Aaron Rodgers. Get out of here! That dude is not playing. I don't care how many ayahuasca's or whatever he's drinking or tasting or whatever. I'd- that dude's not going to be efficient in the NFL if he tries to come back. That's not happening. I love the way he thinks, though. I know he's thinking positive things for the Jets. The Jets suck with or without him. I mean, why? They're the Jets. <laughs> they look, they look pretty terrible on Monday Night Football. Oh, That's my weird. goodness. They're so bad now. The wide receiver's dropping balls and fumbling balls away when he catches them. I mean, it's it, that, that place is a mess. It is indeed. All right, Buck. How about uh, a word for our friends out at Covert BK? Love Covert BK. We'll be out there for the pregame show at 4.30 on Saturday, as a matter of fact. Since 1909, the Covert family has been selling cars, trucks, and SUVs in Central Texas and doing a great job at it. They've got Covert Ford in Hutto along with Covert Chevy. They've also got Covert Ford and Lincoln in Austin. But out in beautiful BKs, 42 acres in that beautiful hill country area with seven Brands out there, Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram and BK. 86 service bays await you there because they know your time is important to you. And they've got some wonderful workers out there. They've got great engineers out there. They don't have just mechanics. Those guys are, gals are engineers. And they've got some wonderful cars and trucks out there. For more information, go to covertbk.com. Find out about the great sales that they have weekly out there. While you're there, while you are there, please say hello to Dan. Stacy, of course, Mike, Jerome, the whole gang out there. By the way, nobody beats the covert deal. Not now, not ever.
Not ever. Four o'clock. Do you have Dan's number again? You got Dan. You got Dan Culbert's. You got the boss's number. Are we going to give that out over the air? Why not? Really? Why not? Because he wants it to happen. So let's make it happen. Okay, we'll make it happen. By the way, four o'clock for the pregame on Saturday, not four thirty. Just to let everybody know. Yeah, Dan Colbert's cell number. If you're looking for a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, hit up our man Dan Colbert. 512-993. Should I do it? Go ahead. 7628. Tell him, tell him, tell him that Bucky and BK sent you and make you a deal. Make oh you God. an offer. Oh, sorry, that was Andrew Brandt's number. My bad. What? <laughs> Uh, was it Andrew Bryan or Andrew Brandt? Sorry. Oh, no, 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 not that. Uh, we Most embarrassing find, day of radio. We got to find the audio of that and bring that one back at some point. That's one of the they most. They probably burned all that audio back at that other place that they fired me from. God, I think I have it somewhere. There, there were a few things that I made sure that I kept before I took the job at ESPN Houston. Very nice. And I was just like, God, I'm going to I'm gonna want to have this stuff at some point. I think I actually played that on ESPN Houston at one point. Did you get a laugh? Did people like, is there something wrong with that guy? Yeah, well, yeah, they knew something was wrong with that guy. They didn't have to ask. but That was uh, that Andrew Brand. It was their fault. Wasn't mine. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, shout out to our friends at Covert BK. Also, our man Tom McKay of AV Consultations has been tuning in this morning. Sent a couple of texts. He's saying you're an awful gambler, which he's not wrong about that. He's also saying the cherry cola Olipop is his favorite flavor. Ooh. He says he swears by it. That's a pretty damn good one, too, that cherry cola. Uh, now we'll let you hear from the man, the myth, the legend himself. Here's Tom McKay talking a little AV consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. By the way, our good friends at Woods Comfort Comfort System, thank you very much because as I said, my wife is the fresh air queen and she likes to open up everything in the house in the morning. You know what happened when she did that? Click, click, came on the heat. And I was so excited. <laughs> when that, I'm telling you, I've got it. We got this baby set for a certain temperature. And when that cool breeze comes in here and that heat goes click, click, that means shut everything up, let the heat come on for a little bit. And I am so happy that I don't have the, you know, the old crib I used to live in. It was an older home. It wasn't brand new like this one. But when I, when the heat came on BK, you could smell it for the first I, – I would say you could smell it for the first week when it was time to turn the heat on. It was – it just – like I was wondering if the house was going to burn down this smoky, nasty deal. But, folks, I've got the contract with Woods Comfort Systems. And let me tell you something. All the ducts in my house are absolutely clean. I don't have to worry about sneezing and everything else coming on, when whether it's the air condition or uh, the heat. It's all done the right way. I want to thank those folks over there. They've been doing it for over 60 years. I appreciate it. I know the folks with Woods Comfort Systems all over this area do appreciate what they do for them. Yes, indeed. You know what we need to do today? What's that, man? We should give away $150 Cabo Bob's. Oh, Cabo Bob. Oh, yes. It's time. I'm I'm tweeting this out right now so everybody gets the chance to come in here. But, yeah, we give away – we give away a $150 Cabo Bob's catering gift certificate after every Texas Longhorn football win. 
We started doing this a few weeks ago. We've had a couple of winners to this point, and now you can be a winner. All you have to do is leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Literally can be a comment about anything. Or leave a text if you're tuned in on the app. Dakota text line, 512-222-9328. You send us a text, you drop a comment, and you are entered to win that $150 Cabo Bob's catering gift certificate. We are on the move. We are hot, man. In a week, how about this? A week from tomorrow, we'll be out in Hutto, Hutto, Texas, USA, America. How nice is that? Yeah. We'll be out there for the grand opening of the new Academy Sports and Outdoor Center out there in Hutto. We're going to be there for a while on uh, Thursday morning, too, which is cool. That I love those grand openings of places like, um, uh, of course, Academy is big into the mullet open. They've been big for me for 22 years, and they've asked us to come out there and open up be the part of the grand opening for their new facility out there. That is awesome. Yeah, we're going to be out there from 8 to 1 next Thursday, November 16th, at the uh, brand-new Academy location in Hutto. Hop them, hop them, hippos. I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing after the show. I will be buying about $500 worth of Rangers World Series gear. Oh, they've got the gear. They, they've got all that gear. They've got Longhorn gear. They have it all. You know, they're a big sponsor of uh, the SEC. So as Texas moves into the SEC, yes, Academy Sports and Outdoor is a big sponsor of the SEC. The Securities, the Securities and Exchange Commission? No, 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 no. That that big old conference, that big monster. Mm. They can't wait to be a part of that deal, and neither can we. Yeah, excited to be out there. And yeah, it's been a week since the Rangers won the World Series, by the way. And I'm I'm still on cloud 15. You know, I'm like, I'm like Brooks and Dunn, you know. I saw the light, I've been baptized. Oh, yeah, I got you. I'm a brand new man. I'm positive yeah. now. I feel great. I'm always happy. Nothing can ever go wrong anymore. Well, I tell you what, wanna, you know what uh, can never go wrong yeah, is this little guy right here. You want to know something, Rangers fans? I want you to celebrate, enjoy your world championships, because this guy right here is looking forward to maybe being the new manager of the Yankees next year and getting one, another one himself. See the little guy? With the little feet and the little arms. Look at that. That guy yeah. wants nothing to do with the Yankees right now. Always. He's, he's the captain. Yeah, that's a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> but hey, keep bringing back Cashman and keep bringing back Booney. Things will change, Yankees fans. Things will change. Well, when Otani's there, you won't be saying that. That's right. When oh. Shohei's a part of that group, look out. What happens when Otani's in Arlington? And the Rangers have all too three hot. MVP finals. Too hot. Too, too hot. hot. They play yeah. inside. No, it's still too hot. Just walking around to the malls and places like it's too hot for Otani. He likes that Southern California kind of deal there. And now he's like, oh, it's the Big Apple. Why not go to the Big Apple? Why not go to the Mecca? You know what I'm saying? The New York. That's right. The New York Yankees, 27 world champions. Mm. You don't think he wants a part of that action? No. New York City. Nobody wants a part of that action right now. You guys stink. We stink out loud. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Shohei Otani. But, uh, yep, I'll be buying uh, those targeted ads. You ever get hit with the targeted ads, Buck? Do you? Oh, yeah. Stuff? Yeah. I mean, I just uh, – they're getting me right now. I haven't spent any money on Ranger stuff yet, but I, it, it, will be, it will be a lot when it's all said and done. Well, you'll be able to get it out there next week. Yep. You'll excited. be able to get some, yes. You'll, you'll be able to – Grab some of that gear. And, yeah, with Shohei, I mean, I see the odds in Vegas 
are just, they're not even making, they're not even putting odds up for who's winning what next year because they're waiting for this guy to make a decision. Is that right? They're, yeah, they're, they're going to hold off. Wow. Why would Vegas make, why would Vegas, Vegas make any plans on odds of, of world championships until the guy makes a decision on what he's going to do? Yeah. They're being very careful. God, he's that good, man. It's not a great free agency class in Major League Baseball overall, but you do have the biggest free agent in the history of the sport this off season. And yeah, everybody fascinated. To By see the way, you did, when you said the, the Rangers, they, there are some, some rumors about that, you know, about him wanting to be a part of that, that dude right there. He will always have enough money no matter where he's going to go. Yeah. But he is, it's, it's, it sounds like he, he's really truthful about wanting to win and what better place right now. Yeah, I mean, look, if he's serious about wanting to win, he'd consider both of the Texas teams, right? Absolutely. Like, like the Astros have been seven straight ALCSs. Like they, they were a win away from getting back to the World Series this year. So, But he would have to live in Houston. Them. He'd yeah. have to maybe live in Houston. He, That's well, the yeah, he, he definitely would have to live in Houston, at least during the regular season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, the Astros are, are really good. They're not going anywhere, and they've owned Shohei Otani's division over the last seven years, pretty much since he got to the States. So they'd be a legit contender, you would think. And then, obviously, the Rangers, too. They just won the World Series. So uh, if winning is the number one priority, then sure, either Texas team would make sense. But I think it's I think it's winning and. Winning money. and, which, which is how it is. It's winning and money and lifestyle and comfortability sure. and all of that stuff. So now do you uh, see that, him being, do you see him maybe really cutting back on pitching with that, with that, with that arm deal and just being the batter that he is? Because mm -hmm. does it really matter? Because that dude can absolutely hit. He's a monster when it comes to hitting. So oh, he's one I of mean, the best does, hitters in baseball. I mean, maybe early next season while he's coming back from that injury, then he won't pitch. But I, I don't think, I don't think he's going to want to just not pitch forever and i, I think do you think they'll, he'll it. take it, it won't be jump right back into doing both do you think i mean i i got a feeling whoever he goes to is going to be okay we'll see you midway during the season if we're right in the thick of things then you get back to pitching but we're not you're not rushing him back to the mound i would no think. no you're not rushing him back but this is not like there have been some people say oh well maybe you know you don't risk any injury with his arm anymore so you just tell him to stop pitching altogether it's like nah you don't no. do that like yeah he is one of the best if not the best hitter in all of baseball. So you want that bat, of course, but he's also uh, one of the best pitchers in the game too. So if you're going to be paying the dude 500 mil, which yes. might be what it takes to get him, hell, that might not be enough to get him. Uh, you want him to be doing both. So um, yeah, at some point, Otani will be the dual threat player again, yes. early in early in year one of the lucrative contract that he signs. He'll be a bat only, but uh, man, yeah, what a, what a difference maker that dude is. And, uh, it makes sense that Vegas is maybe holding off on taking bets for the 2024 World Series. You know, another until... name is popping up with him, the Cardinals. Uh, Arizona, he's going to replace Kyler Murray? <laughs> no, not, oh. no. No. Sorry, that's Caleb Williams. My bad. No, 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 no. Kyler no. might be coming back this week, by the way, speaking of. That dude ain't coming back. And he's Aaron a... Rodgers might be coming back soon, too. And that dude is not coming back. Not so fast, midget. Not so fast. No, Aaron Rodgers. I love all the hopes and the, the the dreams of the Jets fans. That dude, I saw him dropping back gingerly. That guy has weeks upon weeks before he comes back. Yeah, he's playing in the backyard too with one of his new girlfriends. They're playing toss. It's totally different than having those big ass 200, 300 pounders chasing you down, grabbing you by the legs, and you know, 
than that repaired Achilles. I mean, really. They grab him by his HLEs and just, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers, for the first time since tearing his Achilles in that Monday night game way back in week one, actually gave a little bit of a timeline for when he hopes to return. Right? Like, he, he said right after the injury he wants to come back and play football again. Yes, but he this didn't year. really give a timeline, and, and people just kind of assume that meant, okay, next year. Like, usually when you tear your Achilles, you're done for the year, and then maybe next yes. season you'll be back on the field. Well, Aaron Rodgers, during his weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, was asked about his return, and he said, quote, it'll be a few fortnights, end quote. Uh, first of all, who talks like that in 2023? Who uses the word fortnight? But apparently, Buck, and you might know this because you're old as dirt, uh, a fortnight is two weeks. So Aaron Rodgers says a few fortnights. Doesn't a few mean three? And fortnights yeah, means two. two so three yes. times two is six. So six weeks would mean Aaron Rodgers could be coming back by Christmas. After Christmas. What are you saying, man? Six weeks would be the uh, December 24th game, Christmas Eve, where the Jets host the Washington Commanders. I'm sure that's going to be on primetime because we got to get every freaking Jets game in primetime with Zach Wilson. <laughs> God bless it. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers hinting that maybe he's coming back this season. That'd be the day he puts his shoulder pads on and goes out for warm-ups maybe, for like real warm-ups, drops back on air and throws down the field to some receivers. Dude, that dude is too old. I don't care if Hayamasta or – <laughs> Where Hiawatha or whoever it is, I don't know. Princess Leia, I don't know what that guy is doing. But dude, <laughs> it's not changing his age. It's Princess not, it's Leia. Not that dude, that's not going to change that guy's age. That's not reversing. Princess Leia maybe could do something about that. That she could. She's got some powers that maybe she could help reverse Rogers' age. I'll tell you what, if Aaron Rodgers does come back this season – uh, you're going to see a lot more athletes starting to take ayahuasca and doing all the other weird crap that Aaron Rodgers does. Because clearly there's something to it. If he can, at the age of 39, if he could be like the quickest player to ever come back from a torn Achilles, then yeah. everyone's going to be darkness retreats, ayahuasca, all this yes. crap that dating witches, all this <laughs> stuff that A-Rod has done. Man. Everyone else is going to be doing it now too. Yeah, Danica Patrick, the whole works. Oh, everybody, I do, yeah, everybody he does. No kidding, really. Yeah, get after it. I, I just, I just don't see it. I'm just, I'm just not thinking that. That, I mean, that's that's an incredible injury now, and that's an incredible injury for a, a 26 year older, 25 year older, much less a guy 39 years old that's got wear and tear on his knees, his ankles, his arms, every place. And if if he thinks. I don't know if, if shrooms are the way to go, then, you know, I got this bad back that's still, I love my relaxed the back, but that summer gun is still sore. So hook me up there. Hook Get me up. Peyote King. Let's go. Hey, Tell you, me what to do. You might be too old for that. Hey, I'm only a couple fortnights away from that dude. <laughs> You're 30 years older than that dude. What do you mean? A couple of fortnights. More than a couple of fortnights, dude. Wow. You're, you're four scores and seven years older than that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is talking about fortnights. What a weird-ass man he is, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers loves attention, doesn't he? I yes, mean, he does. He, he melts like out. the Jets. The Jets love attention. 
Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, all, all off season long was milking his decision for as long as he possibly could. And that guy loves people talking about him and he wants to hear people saying good things about him. So no surprise that he's dropping this little nugget, uh, like to tease people that, Hey, I might actually be able to come back this year. Probably a bunch of crap. If he's smart, he'll wait. If the jets are smart, they'll wait. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think this is more of just Aaron Rodgers is mad that people are talking about other people and not him. So he's saying yes. something to where people are going and to talk about him. Again. More Zach Wilson on a Monday night or a Thursday night or prime time. Yep. I got to see more of that guy and figure out why did that guy was the number two pick in the draft? I mean, how does, how is that possible? What is it that we weren't seeing? I mean, my goodness, mm-hmm. I know a little dude. It has not nothing to do with being a little dude. He's awful. Yeah, he's really bad. And he, he's had like a couple of games here or there where it's like, oh, maybe. And then he plays a game like he played on Monday night where it's like, no, this guy is a bum and he's a mess. And, and that was another storyline. You talk about the Jets getting all the pub in the offseason. Oh, how much better is Zach Wilson now that he's got Aaron Rodgers, right? Rodgers is such a mentor and he's taking Zach Wilson under his wing. And now Zach's going to be great. And you know, that if Zach, like crap. If, if Zach ever needs to play for the Jets, he's going to be way better. Or, you know, he could be a starter for some other team because of what Aaron Rodgers is doing for him. It's like, the guy sucks. He's a bust. It happens. It's hard to evaluate quarterbacks. That's, that's the answer to your question. Like, it's so hard to evaluate quarterbacks. Okay. Nobody yeah. When we should be talking about the quarterback right now, and that's Dakota Prescott. That's right. Because he's going to get it done. Yeah, we're getting past we're getting past a couple games in the playoffs. This team is this team is about to put the switch on, flip the switch. Yes, they yeah. are. Why are you doing that? You don't believe right. that. You know that's no, I believe that. You're saying I know that that's I know that the Cowboys are going to make it to the NFC championship when they haven't done it in almost 30 years. You're saying I back. know that. Yeah, you all you people believing in, in teams like Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, really think about it. Take a deep breath and think about the Detroit Lions. Really? The ones that their players quit, like Barry Sanders says, I'm out of here. Megatron says, oh, my career's done. I've had enough of this. Get out of town. That group is not going anywhere. What about the Eagles? What about the Niners? Don't you think they're better than the Cowboys, considering you know both of them have beaten the Cowboys? Well, there's going to be a split here with the Eagles and the Cowboys anyway. They're going to split their games this year. I said that before it started. The, the the Eagles aren't beating the Cowboys twice. That will be a split. Okay. Right? That, that's going to happen. If, if they played a third time in the playoffs in Philadelphia, who would you be picking to win that game? The Cowboys. Really? Yes. Wow. What about if the Cowboys played San Francisco again in the playoffs? Who would you be picking to win that game? Yeah. The Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby. The Cowboys are going. This is the year. God. Why are you doing this? Why? Why don't you just roll with it? You've been, you've been, you've been fighting against this tide. Just get on that surfboard and ride this one out this year. Come on. We need to ride this one out. This team, this team defensively will pick up the pace because I don't even think they're playing their best defensive ball either right now. I think they're, I don't think they're playing the best football that they played defensively, even though they don't have the cornerback. I got all that, but I think they can play better defensively. I think they can get more pressure on the quarterbacks. But and and I know they're well. I don't like not having a run game. That that hurts an awful lot. Yeah. Thinking Tony Pollard was going to be your answer at running back, but I, I think Dak Prescott. I mean, I think he's got a couple more three hundred yard games in him. I think he's finding his tight ends. Uh, 
I like I, I like what he's doing with C.D. Lamb. I think there's others that will get involved. I don't need to be throwing on fourth down to Mr. Tolbert, trying to make him player the game. Mm. I think we, can be, we can be smarter than that. I'm asking Mike McCarthy to be a smart coach right now. Oh, my God. That's like asking Mike McCarthy to be a skinny coach. It ain't happening. <laughs> Come on. The Cowboys are it. Yes. My God. No, they ain't it. it like Their ceiling is, is probably what they did last year, which is they win a playoff game, but then they run into San Francisco or Philadelphia in round two. And right now it would be Detroit, I think, in round Great. two. Great. Because the Lions have a uh, the Lions have a better record than the Niners do. Of course, the Niners have lost three games in a row, and they had a bye last week. Let me pull up the conference standings to see what the playoff picture looks like. Yeah, Philly the one seed right now, Detroit the two. Actually, Dallas is the six seed. So, <laughs> if the year ended today, they would play San Francisco in round one because San Fran is the three seed right now. Uh, I guess Seattle has a tiebreaker over the Cowboys. Both teams are five and three, so Seattle would be the five seed. Dallas would be the sixth seed. We've got half the year left, so a, a long, long-ass way to go. Uh, but, yeah, funny that if uh, this year ended today, it would be the third postseason in a row where the Cowboys would have to play the 49ers. And the first yes, two did not go well. I do remember before this all started me saying this will be Bill Belichick's last year as coach of the New England Patriots, too. Yep. They That's are, about uh, to happen. They're, they're two and seven. They have the worst record in the entire AFC, Buck. That is not that just, is hard to believe. That thing is about to come to an end with him. Not just the um, AFC East, mind you. The AFC, the whole conference, the whole conference. They are struggling. Yes, they are, and it's glorious to watch. By the way, yeah, I'm I'm tired of the Patriots winning. Everyone's tired of the Patriots winning, unless you're a Patriots fan. Like screw them. They, I hope they have 20 years of being the worst team in football because they were the best team in the league for 20 years. Now I hope they're the worst team. And that wasn't all about that coach. I guarantee you that. That's that's what I wanted to happen to the Spurs. And then the, the lottery went oh, away yeah. magically. Man, I mean, what are the odds? And they get Victor Webb and Yama. And here they're about to be really good again because of that dude. And he's like, got I, his first game in Madison Square Garden in the Mecca, I think, tonight. Is that happening tonight? I think tonight is his first game playing there. And oh, generally, some of these first-timers there kind of go off against the Knicks. So look yeah. out. Good call. Yep, 6.30 on ESPN. National TV game. Spurs at Knicks at the Garden. Wimby's uh, liable to have 40 tonight and 16 block shots against that that group of gunners that they have there. You're, you're calling a 40-16 block game for Wimby Oh, tonight? my God. In Madison Square Garden. You know that guy can't wait to play there. Are yep. you kidding me? I'll be locked in on that one. That's, uh, that is awesome. Basketball season is here, baby, and that's – not as cool as hockey season being here, but still cool. The basketball season. Yes. Is yes. I'm, I'm about to pull out, get ready to get my sweaters out. My, I've got to, I've, I've got to get a stars. I got to, you know, when the stars won the championship, which seems like many moons ago now. It's been a while. I, I really, I really appreciated that team that they had. I mean, that, oh, the 99 was, team. Oh yeah. That was hardcore. I really did appreciate them. Even though I was at that time was still a, guess what? A broad street bully fan. Mm. I don't even know if they even play hockey in Philadelphia anymore. The Flyers, I don't even know if they play because it was tough for me. It's always tough for me when I lived in Boston all those years to be a Bruin and a Flyer fan. But see, I was never a Celtic fan ever, ever mm. in my life or ever a Red Sox fan. Never can that ever happen. 
And I and I've always been a Sixer fan. I've always been a Broad Street bully fan. Never was a Phillies fan. Always a Yankees fan. You know, but I wish I wish at some point I could have liked. No, I don't. I almost said I wish at some point I could have liked the Celtics. No, I do not. Of course, you wish you could have liked them because they've no. won. They've won like more championships than anybody else, right? No, oh, and the no. Lakers. The 76ers fan. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. Good luck rooting for those dudes this year. At least you got James Harden out of there. Congrats. Where's Doc Rivers when you need him? Uh, nowhere. Well, he's calling games right now. He might be on the call <laughs> for the, the Wemby game tonight. Nice. He's calling games again. So I love it. Yeah. No, He'll be calling him and sweating at the same time. I love it. Bring yeah. him. Yep, yep, yep. I don't even know how we got there. All right, we've got some NFL overreactions that I want to ask you about. All right. But before that, some love to – How about Dr. Dr. Ecker? Yep. How about my guy? Come on. That I need to see. I need to have these 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 beautiful chiclets right here. I need to have those babies shined up and buffed up, and I can get that done with Dr. Greg Eckert and his all-star group of professionals who do general dentistry and the most advanced. Restoring these babies right here in two visits was absolutely great six years ago, and I can't be happier. I've done over 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. It's been doing this for over 28 years. Now, if you need general dentistry, extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, the good doctor will be there for you. But how about this? How about dental implants? If you don't want to have veneers, you want a great smile, how about getting dental implants and finding out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving Dr. Eckert a call today at 512-345-3166, folks. You'll have that great smile in just one day. And do take care of your dental health. And use that dental insurance that you've got out there. Don't wait till the end of December. I know everybody will start trying to pack it in, giving them a call at the end of December. Get that done now in November while you can, folks, with the good doctor. And that's right. He has taken on new patients. He'd love to have you into the new year. Once again, 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to I did not put on brain ball. I didn't use brain ball yesterday. No, because you were golfing and you realized how stupid it would have been for you to wear a mouthpiece while you were playing golf. I did grit my teeth a little bit when I was knocking the ball 360, 360 feet. I mean, Mm. I I, I had that grit going on. I had some nice drives yesterday. I just can't chip. I got the yippy chippies right now. Yeah, that's weird, man. If you got the old man game, you got to be good around the greens. What's not good around the greens? It's still kind of moist in areas, you know. It depends on where you are. You know, they still water. I don't know where they're getting the water from for some of these golf courses, but they still have some dampness close to the green, and my yippy chippies is not there. I take that edge of that blade, it hits into the ground, and I sometimes I'll, I'll either chili dip it or I'll skull it, and that son of a bitch will go across that green so fast. Look out for your ankles because <laughs> I'm coming through. Gosh. I had a couple of those yesterday. It was awful. I miss golf so much, man. Got to get back out there, man. It's that time. It's getting towards that time. Get a back little sweater when, on. Back when I wasn't Long doing sh- back when I wasn't doing shit in Houston, uh, I, I started to get into a groove. I was playing at least around a week. Nice. Uh, I was getting you know half decent, still not good, but half decent. And then yeah, I just I haven't. I played one round I think in the last three months maybe. There are so many. There are so many great areas to play golf, and there are so many golf huh? teachers in our area. I mean, and if if you really want to be good, you take a lesson. I don't want to be good. I just like to give my money away. <laughs> so I won't take a lesson. I never have. But boy, there are so many young guys out there and, and older dudes that just know how to play the game in our area. We have tons of them. Oh, yeah. I just would love to love to take folks on and it's teach great. people about the game of golf. But damn, I just like I just like opening up my wallet and just handing it to my buddies. 
Because, you know, I don't play golf just for the camaraderie. I play for the money. You play to give the money away. I play to give the money. That's my donation. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep. I got to get back out there soon. And, uh, yeah, Austin, Central Texas, great golfing area. Absolutely. A lot of good courses around here these days, which is awesome. Uh, Shout out to Great Blue Heron Furniture as well. Speaking of great, and if you're looking for a great new piece of furniture, look no further than GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. Great is in the name. It's a custom leather furniture company. It's been around since 1991. Longhorn owned. Most of the manufacturing is done not only in the U.S., but right here in the Lone Star State. And I am telling y'all, you cannot and you will not find more stylish, more comfortable, maybe most importantly, more well-built furniture anywhere in the world the highest quality furniture you can find it looks amazing and it's built to last for decades this is not like ah, i'm going to galveston i got a beach house down there let's put it now this is something for your house or something for a vacation home somewhere away from the sand and the elements if you're looking for a great piece of furniture that's going to last you and your family decades look no further than greatblueheronfurniture.com there's also a link in the video description below if you're watching on youtube click that Check out the TSU collection there. And, hey, if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. And I will also throw in a last stand hat dot, uh, a last stand hat from laststandhats.com if you prove that you buy a piece from greatblueheronfurniture.com. Many thanks to them for their great partnership with us at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Also, quick shout-out to Sentex Tickets. If you're looking oh, yeah. for tickets to Texas TCU, even though it's a road game, come on, it's three hours away. Get up to Fort Worth, support the Longhorns. You can get your tickets at SentexTickets.com. Uh, if you're in New York, our guy Sal's watching from New York. Get to the Garden, Sal, so you can watch Wemby play. There you go. All the sports across the country, all the concerts, all the Broadway shows, all the everything. They've got you at SentexTickets.com. Okay, Love those folks. Yes, indeed. How about some uh, – Real or overreaction? That's what I'm going to ask you here. I'm going to give okay. you a, an NFL storyline, and I want you to tell me if this is real, something that is actually going to happen, or an overreaction. All right. Start with this one. The Baltimore Ravens will be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. Real or overreaction? It's real. Really? It's real. If their quarterback continues to – play the way he is, that defense is playing, and their running game. And he hasn't even really been running that much because he'd like to be around for the playoffs this year. So he's decided not to take off and get hurt, which has been – I mean, it's been fantastic on their part and on his part to figure out, I, I've, I've got the ability to run. I'm maybe one of the best, not only quarterbacks, but running backs in the game, but I'm still kind of thin. And when they hit me, I get hurt. So he's being very smart, and they're being very smart about what they do with their quarterback. I think, yes, that's real. Okay. Yeah, right now the Ravens have tied uh, the best record in the AFC. Them and the Chiefs are both at 7-2. Right. and two. The Chiefs have the tiebreaker as it stands right now. So if the playoffs started today, Kansas City would be the one seed and Baltimore would be the two seed. But, uh, yeah, know, Baltimore's been impressive. Lamar Jackson might be your MVP favorite at the halfway point of the NFL year. So I, I, I'm still going to go with overreaction. I'm still going to go with Kansas City as right, the number one seed. Patrick Mahomes plays there. Yeah, and the defense is actually good. Yes. It's like really good this year. And I, I I know the Chiefs, you know, the deadline's already passed, so there's not really anything they can do to add to their wide receiver room, which is clearly lacking in talent right now. But uh, they still have 
Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid. I'm going to assume that their offense is going to get things on track, and if that defense plays anywhere close to the way it has played through nine games, then I still think they are the uh, the best team in the AFC, and I think they will be the one seed in the AFC. Uh, all right, real or overreaction number two. The Dolphins will be an early out in the playoffs because they can't beat good teams. I think that's real also. Okay. I mean, we've, we've seen when they played winning teams with winning records, they just can't get it done. Yeah, they, they're 6-0 and against teams with losing records. They are 0-3 with uh, playing against teams with winning records. I know they can outscore you, but, man, can they stop you now? I'm starting to watch that defense start to take it. You know, that, that they're taking on water on defense right now. They're giving up a lot of points, too. They can still score, but I just think that's – I don't see them being able to go very far, BK. I don't. Mm. I'm going to go overreaction. Uh, I'm still buying into Miami. They Were were they your Super Bowl pick before they the were. year? Okay. They uh, were. Yeah, I'm still buying into Miami. Like, I, like they're the four seed right now. Jacksonville's the three. I'd pick Miami to beat Jacksonville on a neutral. Field. Yes, I would too. I, I, Miami would play Pittsburgh if the playoff started today. I'd pick oh, Miami to beat that. the Steelers for sure. I think, like I, I think they're the third best team in the AFC with uh, you know Kansas City, Baltimore, and Miami. I think that's your top three right now. So I don't know if Miami makes it to the Super Bowl this year, but like I, I, I don't think they're like one and done. I don't think they're going to lose to a wild card team, uh, and I could see them winning two playoff games this year. So I yeah I think this is a bit of an overreaction. I I, I think they'll uh, they'll find a way to beat some good teams this year to change the narrative, and then they're good enough, they're talented enough to where they could beat a really good team. In well, the yeah, I need, and along the way, the Deshaun, I need another massage. Watson, the way they're playing right now, especially on defense, and he played. He's had a pretty good couple of weeks right now too. That is a group that can mess things up for a lot of folks. You know. Uh, I'd like to say I just don't think Pittsburgh will get get better this year. They little hands is not going to get it done. No, but they always win, right? Like they always yeah, finish above five hundred. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess I guess you could finish with the winning record and not make it to the playoffs. Uh, that's what happened to the Steelers last year. Yeah, that that whole AFC North would be in the playoffs if the year ended today, which is incredible. Everybody's got a winning record right now. You've got Baltimore at seven and two. And then the other three teams, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, are all five and three at the moment, which is uh, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, the dumpster fire that'll end up being Pittsburgh before it's all said and done. They just don't. That that offense is just awful. Mm, yeah, you know who they are? They're Jets awful. Oh, they're not. Yeah. Jets awful. That's that's, that's what they remind me of. That's what Pittsburgh reminds me. Just uh, the Jets. The Jets. Yes. Ugh. They've got players. They just – I mean, I, I thought Little Hands was going to be better. Not so much. Yeah, you think he's Zach Wilson level bad? He's going to be there shortly. Yeah, he's not good. The rest of the team's good. The coach is really good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The Steelers, the Steelers, I don't think, are as good as some of the teams around them. But I, I think they're a little better than the Jets, at least. What about well, they this? They play very similar defense to what the Jets do. Sure. The Jets yeah. are fantastic. On well, if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers, they'd be better than the, the Steelers. There's, there's no yeah, doubt. Yeah, but they got my running back from Alabama. That offensive line is terrible with the run. They can't break an egg. I mean, that's 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 horrible. Yeah, but they oh, the Jets winning. have a better even run game, I believe. They keep winning games. I know. Enough. Real or overreaction? Here's the state of Texas one. C.J. Stroud is an MVP candidate and will be for years to come. 
Uh, I think that is overreaction. Yeah. But I'm, 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 but he is in it right now. Well, I think the I think the first half of that statement is an overreaction, but I think the second half is real. Like uh, C.J. Stroud, the fact that he's doing this as a rookie is remarkable, and plenty of reason to believe he's only going to get better. So, yeah, he can be an MVP candidate in the future. Um, I don't think he's an MVP candidate right now. Now he's the clear favorite to an offensive rookie of the year. No doubt, but he's not. He's not the level of Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or some of the other MVP candidates in the league right now. Now, if he if he puts if up, wins, if he gets to the playoffs with that group, sure, yeah, he he could be in the conversation if he can lead the Texans to the playoffs. And shit, if he puts up stat lines like he did last Sunday every week from here on it out, doesn't matter if they lose. Yeah, if he does yeah, that every yes, week, yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna be Rookie of the Year and MVP in year one, but. I just I don't think he's there right now, but uh, boy, if you're a Texans fan, yeah. I mean, by the way, eventually they're going to cover Tank Dell. They're they're not letting that dude lose. Eventually, teams are going to figure out that that little guy plays like a big guy. I mean, it's a not big, like fast guy. I think Tank Dell was the third leading receiver for the Texans against Tampa. Like Noah Brown had that seventy thousand yard touchdown catch, and then Dalton Schultz had a big day too. So it's like it's not just Tank Dell. That's, yeah, everybody uh, gets a piece of the pie with him. Yeah. 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 So uh, CJ Stroud, once again, not, not MVP level right now. I don't think that's an indictment on the guy. What he's doing is, I mean, 14 touchdowns to one interceptions to one interceptions. That's not plural. When you're talking about one 14 touchdowns to one interception. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. He's, doing, he's doing some stuff. They made the right decision on who they picked. They made the right choice. They really oh, did. Michael Dell's son. I don't think Tank Dell is Michael Dell's son. <laughs> no, it could be wrong on that. They don't could look be wrong. Alike. That's right. They don't look alike at all. No, I wonder if Tank has ever worked for Dell. I don't. I don't think he's going to need to work for Dell, no. considering how good he is on the field. Uh, real or overreaction? How about this one involving another Texas team? The other Texas team. The NFC East race is over, and the Eagles have won it. Real or overreaction? Way overreaction there. Really? They're, they haven't won it. No, they're going to split. Remember, they're splitting with the Cowboys. They're not coming to Dallas and winning that second game. That's okay. going to be what's going to be a split from the get. Oh, they split so, last year and the Eagles won the division. So just I know. Yeah, it's th- it'll, be a, it'll be a split. The Cowboys, Cowboys are, are the real deal. That's what you need to understand. They are the real deal. I'm a big Jarrah fan this year. You're talking about Oklahoma State when you say this? What, no, what Cowboys are you? Dallas Cowboys. The you man who wears the star. That's right. That's right. Man. Dak Prescott proved them all wrong. Except for in the last two minutes of the game. When you Come go on. into panic mode. Mm, yeah, I'm going to say that that's not an overreaction. Uh, the Eagles are going to win the division. And they've got a two and a half game lead at the midway point of the year. Which, look, they're not mathematically division champs right now the cowboys of course still have a chance but i ain't putting any money on the cowboys to win the nfc east this year and i'm just means, putting money on him to go to the super bowl yeah you did which means uh the the ridiculously long streak of no repeat division winners in the nfc east will come to an end you know it's been since 2004 where a team has repeated as nfc east champs the eagles obviously won it last year they're trying to do it again this year who was like, that team that- did? was that the giants Maybe that's that. Now it was the Eagles. Was the Eagles then? Yeah, they. I think they'd won it like five years in a row. That was when Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb were oh, yeah. uh, 
for getting to Super Bowls and getting to NFC championships every year, but they were never able to win one. Uh, yeah, the Eagles were really good at that time. Um, they're really good at this time right now, too. So that maybe gives you some hope if you're a Cowboys fan, like, ah, nobody wins the division it, it, uh, in back-to-back years. It never happens, but I think this is the year it uh, finally happens. Last one, real or overreaction after nine weeks of the NFL season. The New York football Giants will select a quarterback in the first round of next year's NFL draft. What say you, Buck? That shit is for real. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Yes. I know they gave Daniel Jones that four-year contract in the offseason, but they can get out of it after two years, which would be after next year. They can't keep running it back with that dude. He's not good, number one. He can't stay healthy, number two. Uh, they're two and seven, which means they're going to have a really high draft pick more than likely. This is supposed to be a pretty good and deep quarterback class. Like the, the writing's on the wall, right? Yeah. You know who they'll end up with? Somebody like Bo Nix and he'll suck. He'll go to New York and suck. They won't, they won't pick the right guy. So it doesn't matter. They're going to be looking for a quarterback, but they won't get the right one. It's oh, the Giants. Man. Yeah, I do like. Look, Arizona, I mean, obviously we have half the season left. Uh, Arizona could be the worst team in football. Hell, Chicago might have the number one and number two pick because they've got Carolina's pick. That's right. Carolina's tied for the worst record in football right now with Arizona, and Chicago is only a game back. Like, Chicago could have one and two next year. Um, they're taking don't think they'll be in the market for a quarterback. They're taking a quarterback. Arizona's the wild card here, man. Because Kyler Murray's coming back, and it sounds like he's actually going to play this week, which means he'll probably play the rest of the season. Um, if if Kyler plays well, like like maybe Arizona wins a few games and they're out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. But if Kyler stinks and Arizona keeps losing games, then they obviously could end up taking Caleb Williams. But I don't know what they're going to do is my point. Chicago for sure taking a quarterback. The Giants I'm with you, I think, are taking a quarterback. Arizona's the other team that's in the mix right now for the worst record in football. Also, New England's there, too. Maybe they take a quarterback. Yes. Uh, but Arizona's the team that, like, they actually have a quarterback that they think can be a franchise guy. Hell, they just gave him an absurd contract last year. Uh, they, they, uh, they're they an interesting one right now because we don't know what Kyler Murray's going to do. He's not going to play. They said he's, he's not going to play. play. That dude is not going to play. They already said he's playing, didn't they? Like, not they Kyler, like the head coach. No, Kyler's going to get together with his whole family, and they're going to say, no, Kyler, you're not ready. Dude, he you got activated play. yesterday by the Cardinals. He's playing. He ain't playing. Oh. Okay. He's riding the bench. He's being an assistant coach. Oh, you're, they're, they're going to start uh, Clayton Toon over him? Has he been starting yet? Has Toon started yet? They have another backup that's been playing. It hadn't been him. Well, it was, it was Josh Dobbs, but they traded him. Oh, they gave him to – that's right. Dobby's playing for my Vikings as we get Minnesota. We get ready to get to the playoffs too. Who's we? My Vikings. <laughs> That's good. Nice, nice win last week though. Wish Josh Dobbs. I'll give you some credit for that one. Now, Clayton, yeah, I'd be interested to see if Kyler Murray's out there running around. Clayton Toon played last week. Is this is this a real stat line? Eleven of twenty for 58 yards that's two not picks good. against how many Cleveland. picks two 
Yeah, that Cleveland defense is the real deal. Yeah, it is. It it really is. It's one of the best in football. And if Deshaun can figure it out, he's played well the last two weeks. If he can continue to play well, then Cleveland is uh, is a problem. But yes, it's they are. Deshaun, so he he won't play well. No. It's the Browns. They'll they'll screw it up. That's what they do. That is what they do. All right. Don't you, don't you have anything about the Cowboys being for real? I mean, is Dak Prescott the real deal? Or is I just that asked you a Cowboys one about the NFC East. What do you mean? Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. You keep saying that. Yes. And I don't think you even believe it. I believe it. Okay. Well, we gotta... worried, What are we going to do when we have to run it in? Well, then again, I'm worried about the Texas Longhorns if you have to run it in from the four-yard line. Oh, red zone. Yeah, both both teams have some serious uh, red zone issues this season, don't they? Man. There have been plenty of cowboy and longhorn comparisons you could make in recent years. But uh, yeah, and obviously I know that and the kids year. from the and the kids at tight end have been playing well. Don't you think the Cowboys wish they had Dalton Schultz back still? I know Dak wishes he had him. I know he likes the young yeah. guys that are playing, and the young guys are getting better each week. Yeah. The Cowboys. I know that money had to be pretty big. I think he still misses that dude. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like Dalton Schultz is having a good year for the Texans, and he, he's yeah. probably still still a little better than the, t- the tight ends the Cowboys have right now. I agree. I, I didn't lose much sleep though with him leaving in the off season. Like he, he's he's a fine player. He wouldn't have come. Uh, he wouldn't have come up short at the one inch line. There there are other th- he might have dropped it. Uh, there are <laughs> other things that I wish the Cowboys did instead of re-signing Dalton Schultz, and they they tried. Like they gave Dalton Schultz a multi year offer in the middle of last season and Schultz turned it down and he actually ended up costing himself money. Cause he signed like a one year, I don't know what is eight or $9 million deal with the Texans. Like he, he screwed himself. So he screwed Cowboys, himself for one year because he's about to get paid. Yeah. No, he, they he's keep uh, going. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's putting together a pretty good year. So, um, all right. Love to seven 11. We need to give them a shout out. Absolutely. They're the best. Love the friend, love our friends at 7-Eleven. I didn't go yesterday. I need to go today. I actually have some errands to run. So I'm I had some 7-Eleven pizza yesterday before I went to the golf course. Yes, I did. I think two slices. It was two slices for like, I think it's like uh, $2 or something like that. I got two slices yesterday. I wow. ate one. I ate one. I drank the Olipop, and I ate the slice, one slice before I played early in the morning. I did not have breakfast, so I had what I call my my – Breck's brunch, you know what I'm saying, and it was it was okay. The cheese was good, you know. I'm I'm down with that. I'm I was down with the Seven Eleven cheese yeah. on their pizza. Did you see? No. Let me ask you this: Did you see anybody touching the taquitos or hot dogs? Because I want to get one of those today. No, no. We're at and the, at the part of town that I was at. They didn't have construction workers coming in and fondling the wieners. <laughs> where I where I went to play golf the. The 7-Eleven, the, the wieners are enclosed. Can't stick your hand in there. You can only get the tongs in there. Oh. You know, now where we are, where we go generally, you can stick your whole hand. You can stick your foot in there and move around the wieners if you want to. Rex yeah. Ryan. I mean, you can do all those kind of things there. <laughs> you like the, yeah. You, know, you see people putting foot feet on wieners in there too. I mean, huh? my goodness. Please, yeah. guys. You don't have to do that. And you don't need to stick your face you can stand back and see if they're getting cooked enough. You don't have to get your face right all <laughs> up in up. I mean, I don't want your brow. I don't want. I don't want the COVIDs on my wiener. You know what I'm oh, saying? You don't want. You don't want anyone putting their face near your wiener, huh? No, no, not those. Be... Not any of those dudes. Uh, okay, I was like, anybody? No, not those dudes. Sorry about no, your marriage, you. man. 
no, no, I don't want those dudes having their faces near my wieners mm. with their breaths all up on the wieners. I'm like, come on, man. I need, I need those rollers, man. I need those like the keto things, you know? Well, Buffalo yeah, chicken roller. Give me one of those bad boys. Yeah, and then our 7-Eleven, I don't think they have – I think I don't. I think theirs is enclosed too, BK. When you go there, check it out. I think it's enclosed. I don't think those guys get to touch the wieners anymore. All right. They were we'll just see. falling in the hell out of those things. <laughs> Flipping them over. I'm like, there's a roller. It's going to turn here, dude. Gross. All right, before I show you a pretty funny video that I showed a few of the other guys yesterday, a quick word from our friends at Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers, Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers, 512-670-7808, or find us on the web at pestwranglers.com. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. All right. Uh, oh, we got to give away the Cabo Bobs. Are you, you are you hitting the randomizer now? Did you hit a button and it moves around like the bingo machine? I mean, how does that, that thing work? Oh, people already saw it with the uh, 5,000 subscriber giveaway that we did. Wow, you showed it, huh? I showed it. Oh, yeah. Everybody got to see it. I showed it. We're going to go with uh, a text winner today, it looks like. All right. Congratulations to a 512 number. Okay. 2340. That's the last four digits of the number. So I will get in contact with you. You are our randomized Cabo Bob's winner, according to the randomizer. The randomizer is legit. It's legit. Sort of it's like legit. me at the mullet open? Very legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually legit, unlike you at the mullet Oh, come on, open. man. Hey, you're the. I think you're the only person who hadn't seen this yet because I showed Wags this, I showed Rodney this, I showed Trey this. I should have uh, been the first to see this. I know I should have. Well, our guy Kevin, Kevin Dunn apparently has himself a girlfriend that he's been hiding for months. No. And we've got a video of her. Check it out. Okay. Don? Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. God. Okay, let's see. Okay. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> you see you know, that? I've, never, I've not dropped an F bomb on this channel and I still don't want to, but what a idiot. I mean, seriously. You know, I've got I've got a tattoo. You know, I've got this big dragon on my shoulder there that some would claim to be a butterfly. But my goodness, on your forehead, you got a butterfly tat on your shoulder. Well, it's to me, it looks like a dragon. Or and the day I went in there it was supposed to be a dragon. So, oh. but but dude, really, she's got Kevin on the on her forehead. Hey, I'm a fan of Kevin Dunn too. I, I don't like I mean, him not like it. not like Carly. Or Katrina, or Catlin, or or Catlin. something. Joe Cap. She's got Kevin. Kevin. Okay, you went from you went from one name to a hurricane to Catlin. I don't know what that is to Joe Cap. Come on, lady. Really? Hey, man. She wants to show her man that she loves him. You know, she she's wants everyone pretty, to know who she's dating, who she's with. 
just put John on there or something. My Kevin. That's her guy. What do you mean? You hide behind your ear. Don't put Kevin on your forehead. Well, she had tats everywhere else. It looked like. Yeah, no so. kidding. She didn't have any more spaces. Yeah, she didn't have much space. No, there's no doubt. I didn't see that. I thought you had one there where it had somebody to do. So it had something to do with shit. Yeah, Don't we have to get a, pl a plane deal. We've got to get to that tomorrow. We will have the the shit story. Oh no, oh, there really is a story behind it. Yeah, different story, different thing than what we just saw. But yeah, the uh, the face tat is. An interesting bit and getting somebody's name tatted anywhere on your body. Another interesting bit right there. All right. Let's bring the fellas on. It is 10 o'clock, which yeah, means man. it is time for a little chaos theory with Rodney and Wags. Boys, how are we doing this morning? Fantastic. Just got back from the doctors yesterday. <laughs> bing, bang, bing, bang, boom. No, nothing like that, man. Don't get, uh, don't get excited, Bucky. I know you can't wait for yours. Yeah, I still I got the glove. It'll I still the got the glove back here if you need a follow-up, buddy. I, I got you covered, man. If I go, if I go shortly, it'll be the second one this month. So yeah. hey, you know, hey oh. listening to what <laughs> listening to what Bucky said right there, talking about Joe Cap. Yeah, man. Where did, where did Joe Cap play football? Um waiting for somebody to pull it up. Waiting for somebody to pull it up. Is that a real person? Yes, yeah. Joe Cap with the Vikings. Minnesota. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, of course, my guy from the Vikings. Give me that idiot. I'm that old guy. Give me that idiot. I'm that old guy. Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> Those are my Vikings you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, the I don't greatest. know. If you want How are you guys doing? Everybody have a good, you know, good night's sleep, good rest. I did, man. I did. Yeah, I only got up three times to go to the bathroom. Mm. I didn't get up last night. I did not go. Probably spent my time pissing at the golf course so much yesterday. After I drank like three Olipops before oh, Olipop, to play. Man. Hey, I heard you talking about that mullet open, man. I can't wait to compete this year. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, so your invite yeah. did get huh? there. <laughs> huh? Wow. It'll be in May. Sounds like it's going to be May 10th. Friday, May 10th. Sounds like the date. Well, I'm playing this year. Wags, I think we'd have a chaos team. It can be you hey, and I, I, I and two, got, and two randos. I'm serious, man. I finally got it's, – it's a huge accomplishment. For people that actually play golf or people that actually golf, it's a huge accomplishment to get down and, and, and break 90, right? Um, yes. I've done that once, but now I'm consistently in 90. Like, I've gone from 97, and I'm playing around 93 and 94. I know that doesn't sound like much, but it is, guys. It's a huge it, – it's a huge uh, – uh, breakthrough in my game, I feel like. Man. I'm no longer in my game too right now. Anymore. I'm not it's selling a, clubs anymore, Buck. Well, that's good because they're I'm expensive. Not cheating. I, it's an honest score, I swear to God. Yeah, mm. I'll break 90 if I keep my own score. I yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you that I can do that. <laughs> Shoot. All right, fellas. I'll, Wags, I'll see you at 11. Guys, have a great show, Buck. I'll see you tomorrow. Later, guys.